Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? And here to ruin Christmas, Connor's here. I haven't said a single Christmassy thing. <laughs> Hence, you're ruining Christmas. My I'm logic ruining tracks. Christmas if you don't mention it. <laughs> that was a lose-lose. <laughs> Connor's always a lose-lose. The, sto- yeah. the story of Connor Rai. It was a lose-lose. Connor is a human embodiment of the Kobayashi Maru. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, so, yeah, we talk about comics, talk about DC comics. It's a quiet week for books, so we, we have some questions. We do have some solicits and news to talk about. Uh, the books we're talking about this week are Aquaman 43, which is the start of Kelly Sue the Conics run. Uh, we have Batman 61, Justice League... That is not number twelve. It's actually fourteen. That's just not been corrected on my Slacky. on my my document. Uh, Catwoman number six, Freedom Fighters issue one, start of the maxi series, and then we also have some punishment issues. Uh, me and Connor have got some Patreon punishments, so those are all getting done this week because it's quiet. And it felt weird to do it and, next week when it's the the awards and the annual yeah, stuff because it's the last week of the year. Yeah, essentially. So so yeah so yeah that's what's cut up. So we got Red Hood, Talking Dove, and Curse of Brimstone. You can find out more of those. <laughs> later <laughs> but yeah uh so important thing though uh comicsology is selling a bunch of comics for really cheap right now including like hundreds and thousands of dc books so go have a look yeah, go buy them if you like digital books There's tons of them yeah sure marvel and i image and idw have sales on too but dc yeah I, dc is just trade so right which is i think worth noting that's true. It's notable that DC and Marvel, because Marvel do have a small single sale, but it is fairly fairly limited. I believe it's just stuff from this year for their singles. Yeah, but it's only up until like five months ago. Like there's like half the years missing. Yeah. Um, it's only stuff up till like July or August. Whereas their trades go up to everything that's been released before this week. But the point I'm making is that DC and Marvel seem really stingy with their single issues in this end of your sale. Whereas MEJDW, I think Valiant. We'll see what Dark Horse does. They've not started theirs yet. But they all have giant single issue sections that are just all their singles up until like two months ago are on sale. So, yeah. yeah. If that's tempting, and it probably is because you listen to a comics podcast, then, <laughs> then go and have a I've already on. spent a fair amount, you know, and I will spend more. I'm waiting for the Dark Horse sale before I finally lock in my tactically thought out sales I've done plan. My, my minimum from... <laughs> I've done some IDW, done some Marvel, done a few DC bits. Like, okay, that's the bare minimum. And with, okay, I'll see what Dark Horse offer me. And then it's like, okay, the rest can just go on DC. <laughs> yep, that's that's the plan. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, next week is kind of, obviously, at the end of the show, I normally tell you what's coming next week. But I'm going to kind of do it here because I feel it's worth mentioning here. There's nothing's coming next week. Because there's nothing coming next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC are taking the week off. But it's nice because it means we just have, we don't have to schedule in the annual episode separately. We can just do it as next week's episode, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason why I'm bringing this up at the start of the show is because our patrons at the $1 tier and up can vote for their favourite books of the year. Uh, the, the form is already up on patreon.com slash TV, and we will be giving the results of the community polls uh, along with ours as we go. So you've got until Friday the 28th to, to submit your, your options. Uh, you, you can skip, there's like a, there's like a Marvel one and like a, 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 like another one at the bottom. You can skip those, you can skip any <laughs> and all if you want uh, and just do the DC ones, but 
Uh, make sure you have a look if you're a patron or you want to be a patron, and you can sign up and send those in before before next week's episode. Yeah, and I mean, if you go and if you, if you're not a patron already and you're like mm. thinking of you know coming on so you can vote, the monthly episode will have just gone up or just going up very soon, depending on what Pete did today. Yes, well, TV Multiverse had to go up, so I did that first, but it'll be either tonight or tomorrow that the the, uh, the the monthly episode for patrons goes up, which is Batman Noel and the Nuclear Winter Holiday Special, which has one really good story in it. <laughs> That's about it. But I'm, tell- I'm, I'm saying this because Matt would love that one really good story. He would. It's, good. it's not. It's yeah. not a ten dollar story. It's just, no. It's not actually worth paying the ten dollars for. But if you happen to be in the comic shop soon and there's like there's a copy on the shelf, Matt, and you can you can slightly read about eight pages Flick through to about nice. the middle of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind next time I go to the shop. Yeah. It's the one written by Tom Taylor. That's all I'm saying. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Rest of them, uh, you know, mediocre to bad is pretty much. So, so what's his story? He did so the Supergirl story. Supergirl, okay. That is very, very good. Gotcha. Uh, but hey, so so that is that is the plan for next week. But uh, yeah, we get this week. We have, we have solicits, which didn't come out till Thursday, which admittedly doesn't affect our show that much because we record on a Saturday anyway, so it doesn't matter that it came out later in the week. It actually just means we're not as late on them as usual. Yeah, but it's annoying in principle because I'm so used to getting my solicits on a Monday night that... M- mon- you know, solicits are the one thing that make a Monday better. Yes, monthly Christmas. Exactly. Everyone knows Monday's the worst day of the week, but solicits make that, that once a month. It's it's not the worst day. Of I, the week. I've always hated Tuesday more. Why? I think it's because in high school I had a really bad timetable on a Tuesday. It was all my, my worst teachers and worst classes on the same day, so I just grew to really hate Tuesday, and I've just it's had that stigma ever since. <laughs> Tuesday <Well>. suck. <laughs> What, did you go to Hogwarts? <laughs> you had Snape on Tuesday? Is that what happened? <laughs> I would have loved to get Alan Rickman for class. <laughs> uh, you would. He would be his... Uh, he'd be his favourite student. Admittedly, I'd rather have Hans Gruber as my teacher than Snape. Well, but, you know. <laughs> we do call you a terrorist sometimes, but you're really more of a thief. So. <laughs> yes, he, he's not a terrorist. He's an exceptional thief. There's a difference. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, man. You could t- teach I have the bit. same classes. Here, we have the same classes every day. So, you know, if you didn't like your teachers on Monday, they weren't going to get any better by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, like, you know, I hated my math teacher that year that I'm thinking of. Um, I mean, I had math most days, obviously, but it was just the concoction of that. I think I had German back-to-back with math, and it was just like, oh, this is the worst. That sounds shite. Yeah, it was just, it was the worst day. And it was right after lunch as well, so it was always tempting to just run away during lunch. You know, go out for food during lunch and just not come back, because what was coming back Wait, to guys, is depressing. You guys could leave? Oh, yeah, I could go for lunch. Our place was locked down. No, mine was locked down. Yeah. Until, until you were, like out of the until you were old enough you had to be like 17 or 18 uh, once you're at that age you could leave I know. Oh, yeah. when, once you're 18 you're uh, an adult and you can i remember once i turned 18 i would go to my dad for a sick note and he was like no nah, you rate your own you're an adult now so yeah now nah, from the age of like 12 we could leave and go and get food whatever we wanted i think you just went to a really shit school that just didn't care yeah <laughs> 
Just like, eh, who cares if they get stabbed? <laughs> it's not a problem. Um, I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer. Uh, but you know, freedom. So, uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about books. Uh, no, not about books. We'll talk about solicits. That's what, that's what we started yeah. with here. We started with solicits. Well, kind of like books, but you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's books in the making. Books are coming later. Uh, so we will start with some kind of unfortunate news, although it probably won't be unfortunate for that long, but still, all the same, I think it's notable that a book that's hitting issue 50 is ending. Uh, one of the ongoing books is coming to a close in March, and that is Green Arrow, which is kind of sad because it's like, they took the Bentons off the book, and it was like, well, what are they doing with it now instead? And, you know, it felt like Lansing and Jackson were just, like, fill-ins before, and it feels like they're fill-ins again, and now it turns out they're just writing, like, the last two issues before it, you know, disappears. Mm. Uh, probably not for long. Admittedly, it's probably, probably going to get relaunched, because that's what yeah. happens, but... Um, yeah. It is worth mentioning that the solicits itself did not actually say final issue, but the diamond-printed uh, previews does... And uh, one of the, the writers confirmed it on Twitter. Uh, but they did say that there's plans for Ollie and Dina, uh, Dina soon and uh, wild plans that he's looking forward to as a fan. So clearly it's getting relaunched. Uh, my hope is it gets relaunched as Green Arrow and Black Canary and they're co-leads. That, yeah. That's my hope. It, it seems, though, that's the pattern they do with Green Arrow is a Green Arrow book kind of fizzles <clears throat> and then they relaunch it as Green Arrow and Black Canary. And then that fizzles, and then they'll get two separate titles. So it just it seems like a like a pattern. Yeah, I mean you know things things but, have to break eventually. But on cancellations as well, it's worth noting that Terrifics issue fourteen is the one that's solicited here, which we know is Lemire's last issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you read the text, it sounds like a final issue, but it doesn't actually have the final issue tag. But obviously. Neither did Green Arrow in solicits, so I'm not entirely yeah. sure. Yeah, I wonder if the uh, the diamond previews. I don't know if we have all the if like if people have access to all of that yet, or if it was just like that one page that people, you know, or a couple of pages yeah. that leaked early. Uh, maybe we'll find out more soon. But um, if it does end, and that leaves us with just damage and silencer. Silence yeah. was very good. And so apparently, okay Silence is going through some big changes for, for March. Yeah, so, apparently um, the, the February issue change shakes things up, uh, and yeah. March is like a, a fresh a fresh start. Yeah. Not, not to com- be confused with Marvel's fresh start. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that feels so long ago now. Yeah. Which really wasn't fresh and really wasn't a start, so it's kind of like New Mexico. Because I think we were already doing this show when they, they were having the fresh mm-hmm. start. And then they had yeah, Legacy, was- and then they had... <laughs> Whatever came next. It's Fresh Start, not the latest one. No. No. I think Fresh Start was before Legacy, was it not? I think so. Is that not the one they're on now? Technically, yeah, the, no. the last week. No, 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 no. Fresh, no, sure? Fresh Start was older than that. I'm going to look this <laughs> up. I thought Fresh Start was the most recent. I thought that was the... Uh, um, the new, Since the new editor-in-chief come in, I thought his, what, his new one... Was yeah. it? I, don't I think thought that. his new one is Fresh Start. Well, they've but used Marvel now no three times, so I suppose it's not that shocking. I mean, it, it, could, be a, it twice. could be a different fresh start, yeah. Yeah. Because had all new. Yeah, all, no, all... fresh start was 2018. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Legacy was the year before. Do you know, this this shows how Legacy was. This shows how quickly they burn through their stupid branding like uh, labels that I that, that feels so long ago, and it was apparently this year. Like, I, I, yeah, I, that was like May, 
I want to say it started like, that stuff. I feel like yeah. it, I feel like they threw around that phrase for like a month or two and then stopped using it, and that's why I can't. It feels like it was ancient. It, feel, it feels like no, that was like a different time. Yeah, all all the so, books that are like in their first six to ten issues at the minute, depending on whether they're double shipping or not, they're all fresh start titles okay yeah so it says the relaunch will see the return of tony stark steve rogers logan odinson and bruce banner to their classic identities as iron man cap wolverine thor and hulk respectively and if you think about it we had wolverine return cap's back um yes iron man's back i don't know yeah he's doing his uh, tony stark iron man by yeah okay (laughs) so and then thor Thor got rebranded too, but that's like part of the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Thor again. I didn't realize. Jason Aaron's stores went through like six rebrandings, and nothing's really changed. Like it it's just all has the same run. run. It's, you, yeah. you've it's the had same one. run. You had yeah. Thor got a thunder. Yeah, that, Thor and then Thor. And now Thor they, they, again. Thor. The only time it changed is when it changed, obviously, to uh, Lady Thor. But that was always just right. a planned thing in the run. It just happened to coincide right. with whatever well, was then, happening. And then you had year. the side jaunts on those two, which. What do yeah. you count those as? Because you have the War of Realms, or <laughs> throughout the Ten Realms. War yeah, Realms currently the, the original Sin thing, yeah. The original uh, Sin, and then um, the Unworthy Thor. Yes. Aaron Aaron has, he's always said that he's wanted like five omnibuses full of stuff. He's well on and, his way. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got at least one and a half right now, just with all of those. So. He's probably got at least two full now. Yeah, I'd say God of Thunder plus Thor... And that the ori- was, an original sin. That's is, thirty-five. Yeah, that's probably yeah. one. On. That's an omnibus because on its own. Thor, yeah, because Thor was eight issues. Uh, God of Thunder minus the annuals and whatnot was twenty-five. And, yeah. then, and then you've got Mighty Thor, which is like twenty-plus issues plus Thor's. And now Thor. Well, Thor's was in there. Yeah, and Unworldly Thor's in that, that, that section yeah. as well. So I, I would say the second omnibus ends before this current Thor. I'd say this current yeah, Thor is the start of volume three. Yeah, and he is at the middle point because it feels like the middle point. Because we're just yeah. about to go into War of the Realms. That's mm-hmm. been brewing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. since God of Thunder. So I, yeah. I, I think this current volume is the first chunk of Volume Three of the Omnibus that will eventually happen. That's my guess. Yeah, I know well, they started collecting it recently in Thor by Jason Aaron uh, trades, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. are much neater because that'll just go through it all. It doesn't really matter. Yep, as of right now, that now. will be the best way to collect it until the inevitable omnibuses. Oh. Yeah, but uh, aye. So how did we touch it? Yeah, but that, uh. yeah, that, that's that's because of Marvel and the rebranding. Like, I yeah. feel that this could also be Thor: God of Thunder because nothing really changed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we had, yeah. We had Jane come in the store, but she was still the God of Thunder. So, but it yeah. changed because of the rebrand. I mean, how many things did that? Because Thor: God of Thunder was during the original Marvel mm-hmm. now. Yep. So you had Marvel now. I think it started before it though. Is it was that one of the ones that they sort of re, like rebranded it like yeah, halfway through as Marvel now? Yeah, because it was like because Marvel now came in when it was like in its like fourth or fifth issue. Yeah, because so they did they that with uh, pretty early. They did that with Fractions yeah. Hawkeye as well. The first like four yeah. just Hawkeye, and then the, the fifth mm-hmm. one all of a sudden Marvel now. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, I just it would, you know say what you will about DC, but it's been rebirth for. Two years, right? And then I mean, New Fifty Two. They've for... kind of dropped the rebirth branding, but they've not replaced it with anything else. So it's just it's no, still the, the closest I can think is all the Justice League titles are under the New Justice line. Even yeah. that feels very small it's, it's and a, but that, it's a that's very focused, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, but we've not had a big rebranding like that in a while. And I think we might get one after Doomsday Clock finishes. Yeah, that makes sense. I was, we, I think we always expected but, that though. But yeah, but yeah. see, this is where DC kind of figured things out, where you can set eras by crisis crises. You know, like that's what they all build up to. Um, and and there's a clear endpoint with the Marvel stuff, as far as I know. It's just a rebranding and a relaunch for new titles. I mean, I'm thankful for uh, what is it, Immortal Hulk, yeah, you know, but that could have existed under the last thing too. That could have been a legacy title. Oh yeah, for all we easily. Know. You know, um, was anything actually a legacy title? Because <laughs> I know they 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 did some new. They they changed the numbers back, but did anything actually launch under legacy? No, nah, they just changed all the numbers back, and now they've got the dual numbering. Um, which is fine. I, I I do actually kind of like dual numbering. I wish like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all had dual numbering. I, I like keeping track of that myself. Which, by the way, I'm a total nerd, right? In case you hadn't noticed, and I have I have a comic database where I keep track. And I have for every issue of like Batman, Superman, so on. I have like the original numbering, and that, that was one of the things that I liked about those anniversary covers when they hit like 700, 800, Is that it confirmed that I was on the right number? <laughs> I was like, yes, nailed it. Um. Marvel did something really annoying because uh, I was looking into Ultimate Spider-Man. They have an Ultimate Spider-Man issue two hundred, and it, you know it was after because the original one got to like a hundred and something, then it relaunched to number one. Mm-hmm. Then it went back to its original numbering to, for his death at like one sixties, and then you had Miles for like twenty something issues, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's this issue two hundred out of nowhere, and it's like, where did this two hundred come from? What, what are they counting here? And it seems like they're <laughs> counting annuals, they're counting like minis that tied into things, and. It's just, it's messy as shit. They, they just count whatever they can to make up the number, don't they? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it upset me in a, an OCD kind of way. Not that I actually have OCD, but in a collective You know when you're mentality. counting through on your numbering, and yeah. presumably what DC does if, they, if they've if they lined up with yours? Yes. Do they count annuals as an no. issue? Or do, no. No, they're actually, okay. Um, so, real quick, answering Connor's question, there was only two um, titles that came out of the Legacy branding. One was X Men Red, which just yeah, just okay. good, yes. Um, the other one was the Marvel Two and One uh, that got mm-hmm. a number one, but everything else was just a renumber. Yeah. Uh, so like like Falcon, I think Falcon maybe, but yeah. And to be fair, both of those books were well received. Yeah. Yeah. People liked them, but it's but not much are... of a relaunch initiative if you've got two books, is it? No, because I mean it's really not a relaunch. It was just a, a number shift. Like his two saying. books. Do you, do you know the yeah. problem with the whole legacy, like going back to I, I appreciate the, the dual numbering. I like the dual numbering being there, but the problem with them when they did that and they put, oh, everything's going back to its original numbering is you knew it was only going to last like six months, and that's what it, that's what mm-hmm. happened. Everything was back to being number ones and whatever again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think Daredevils lasted a bit longer because it's not relaunching now until Soul's done, which I think his last issue just it's came very out very soon. Yeah. Is it soonish? Because uh, it's the uh, chip. Zdarsky. Zdarsky, yes. How do you say his last name? He's uh, doing the new number one in a couple of months, but it's the whole thing. Uh, I might as well be catching up in Marvel. Uh, I've been reading some West Coast Avengers. This is pretty fun. Huh? It's pretty fun. Kelly Thompson's pretty good. Kelly Thompson is pretty good. I'm actually tempted to buy her uh, three-volume Hawkeye series for, for uh, Kate Bishop. Because uh, it, it, it feels like this is West Coast Avengers is kind of a sequel to that because it's more Kate Bishop by Kelly Thompson. It's just like yeah. an evolution of it, so... I might go back and uh, buy those on the sale. Uh, but anyway, so Green Arrow's ending at issue 50, but I wouldn't be too sad. I feel like it's probably getting relaunched. Um, apparently, and I know this is becoming a bit of a trend where we keep begging Tom Taylor to write DC books, but he 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 has hinted 
in the recent past that he would be interested in Green Arrow. So if they relaunch Green Arrow with Tom Taylor, uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary with Tom Taylor, I will, I will be, I'll buy it for a dollar. I'll buy it for four dollars even. <laughs> so buy it for five because it'll be a first issue. Sure, but don't keep five because that's too much. But well, obviously, uh, but it's going to start there. But yeah, I, I, I will take it gladly. Watching, I got, I got caught up on Elseworlds, so now I'm up to date with with uh, with that section of, of TV, and uh, seeing some of the stuff on Arrow, I kind of missed Arrow, but then I started talking to you guys because I really enjoy Ollie. Uh, yeah, don't don't take anything yeah. in that Elseworlds is what Arrow actually is, but yeah. Elseworlds was fantastic. That, that, the the Oliver in Elseworlds is what Arrow should be, mm. but it's not. That that to yeah. be fair though, it did have one really good episode this season, just one. But it just did happen. Yeah. Notably, I just all say that, around Oliver. Yes. Yeah. Is if if there's a Green Arrow book, I'm gonna pick it up because I just I really like that <clears> character. <throat> and Elseworlds reminded me, like, oh yeah, there's a TV show because I I routinely forget it. So lucky you. Yes. Yeah, so look, look forward to Scott Lobdell and uh, David no, Finch's Green Arrow. Don't 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 don't. If Sorry, Scott Lobdell and Brett Booth. There you go. There's your team. There's your dream team. If this exists now, I'm holding you personally responsible. <laughs> I, just, I literally ideas. just stifled a throw up when you put those two names together because I got I got some some flashbacks of New Fifty Two Teen Titans. Oh dear. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Oh, was that a team? Was that a team? Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh oh dear. I'm glad I didn't read that. <laughs> All right, on to some big things. Uh, so last year, for or I say last year, this year still, uh, Action Comics One Thousand. We did a special episode just for that. Mm-hmm. I think the same will be happening come March for Detective One Thousand, uh, and we got a solicit for Detective One Thousand. We have a list of teams. Obviously, we're going to have the the main current team of uh, of Tomasi and Mankey on the main lead story. Mm-hmm. But here's a list of the other teams that are in it. Uh, we have Kevin Smith with Jim Lee. We have Brian okay. Michael Bendis with Alex Maleev. Well, that's the yeah. team. Uh, Warren Ellis with Ble- Becky Clunan. Uh, we have okay. Paul Denny with Dustin Wynn. And as Denny pointed out on Twitter, this is the team that did part of uh, Streets of Gotham, which was a fun little yep. uh, side series. It was a great book. Well, and, yeah. and his detective run. Uh, Wynn did some of those issues too. Did Wynn do some so, of them? Yeah. I'm, you know, I've, never, so. I've never read his whole detective run because two of the yeah. four trades went out of print like almost immediately. Yeah. So I've read Heart of Hush and I read yeah. one of the other ones, but there's two that I've never read. Uh, so. Yeah. They didn't get to it. Uh, it maybe uh, maybe something to buy in this comicsology sale. Well, no, because well, no, they're, they're not on comicsology. Fact, they're not on it, it, Heart of Hush is the only one of the four that's on comicsology as a trade. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I've looked into it. I might get a sing- awesome. if, if there's a single sale for Detective 1000, I might just buy all the singles and say, screw it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, and then we got De- uh, Danny O'Neill and Steve Epting. And this is a sequel to Danny O'Neill's 1976 detective comic story, There's No Hope in Crime Alley. Uh, and Epting, of course, is a fantastic artist, so that sounds good. Uh, so, how much do you think Epting geeked out that he gets to work with Danny O'Neill? Probably right? quite a bit. A lot. You have to imagine <laughs> that Epting grew up reading Danny yeah. O'Neill. You know, so the fact that he gets to work with him and on Batman, nonetheless. And spe- like, speaking of uh, old, older and relatively newer writers, Christopher Priest uh, is going to do a story with Neil Adams. So again, you've got this classic Neil Adams, you know, Batman artist coming in. Uh, we got well, Je- Jeff. You know, jo- uh, I was gonna say we don't have to worry about uh, priest ruining Nightwing because it's already ruined. Yeah. Someone's already done that, that job for him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Uh, and then we got Jeff Johns and Kelly Jones doing a story, uh, and then we have Tom King doing a story with art by both Tony Daniel and Joel Jones. So I assume it'll have some sort of narrative split. 
because it's not like the eight page story or whatever it is is going to need two artists for time Uh, and then we have Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo doing a story and then we have James Tyne in the fourth and Alvaro Martinez which is their detective comics main team from that run so that's cool so there's a lot of like more recent okay here are the teams like yeah, yeah, yeah. King with with those artists, uh, Snyder and Capullo, uh, Tynan and Martinez. Yeah, yeah. So these are these are all the, the recent hits of, of Batman. Yeah, so that is a great lineup. Uh, so that'll be a really fun special. This one's a little bit bigger in action comics. This is ninety six pages you know, for ten dollars. Oh. Who, who's working with uh, Kevin Smith? Jim Lee. Kevin Smith. Jim Lee. Oh, that was that was the first one Which I said. Yeah, yeah, it was so long ago that I obviously forgot. <laughs> I was like, which one was that? Yeah. Well, no, it makes sense. They're, they're all indicative of an era, and that feels like a very mid two thousands. Like you can't get Jeff Loeb, right? So we get Kevin sure, Smith. yeah. Which also on that we got all the variant covers. Well, not all of them. We got the decade variant covers because mm-hmm. uh, you know Action had another bunch that came later. But we got the initial batch of like you know nine ten covers. Um, there's a you know, great Jock one there. The eighties ones Frank Miller. The nineties ones uh, Tim Sale. Um, uh, Cho did a, I think it was the fifties or the sixties one, uh, which is pretty nice. Yeah, I really like the Staranko one. Uh, which which one's that? Uh, I don't know the decades. I've I've not got probably the seventies. Uh, it's the, pu- the I would probably yeah. It's the the very purple one. Okay, yeah. Um, um so yeah, it all makes sense. So Detective Comics is coming. Uh, March twenty seventh, so it's coming at the end of uh, the month. Twenty uh, seventh uh, a great day it's for just it. The, the one issue in March. <laughs> yeah, just one, because um, nine 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 is at the end of uh, February. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what? yeah, twenty seventh a great day just by happenstance because of course Batman first Detective appeared in Detective Comics twenty seven. So uh, nice touch. Yeah, um, they had the same thing with Action, right? Where it was yeah, to uh, the day. Well, not to the day, but uh, not well. It might have been, but this is to the number. Yeah, we're, sure speaking, yeah, we're saying it's, it's just funny because it matches up with Detective 27. Oh, right, whereas, okay, I'm with you. Whereas Action didn't come out in the first of the month because he showed up in the no, Action no. Comics one. <laughs> oh, no, I'm with right, you. Right, but what yeah. Connor's saying is it did pop. Like, the reason they moved yeah. it was so it would, would line it up the with Wednesdays the happened to line up yeah. rather than well, just the month. Action moved like month, it. though, because it was in the month before. This is yeah. this was always on the right month for the anniversary. Yeah. Right. Uh, the day, I, I don't imagine, is the same. But it could be. No. I mean, <laughs> no, but I never feel like Detective never went weekly like Action did either, right? So there was always going to be some, you know, it, budging of the numbers. It must have done at some point if they're, if they're just hitting like a thousand a year later. Because Action would have gotten way ahead if it had been weekly and Detective hadn't been. Yeah, it'd be like well, no. Yeah, maybe. Because I know them double shipping since Rebirth jumped up the numbers. Yeah, but, the but yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're yeah. both in double shipping up until the last like six months. Yeah, like, like let's say Action did a a year where it went every week. That gives it's it fifty two issues in a year. Whereas yeah. you know Detective Doyle and Twelve, it's an extra forty issues right. that it would have been ahead. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe Action's had that more often, but Detective must have still done it yeah. at some point, just so because it's not that far behind. Relatively yeah. speaking. Well, I'm just trying to figure out why it would be that far behind. You know, because yeah. they both kind of. Yeah. Ah, anyways it's been a year though so uh so detective 1000 is coming in march so that'll get its own special episode in between two of the regular episodes uh which makes sense because that's a week four and week four that month is also pretty hefty with a doomsday clock and a heroes in crisis so that'll be a fun week uh, as it stands now <laughs> as it stands now yes yeah <laughs> things could get pushed but that's how it is things now. Can always yeah things things can change 
Uh, yeah. And next up, just uh, some stuff from the solicitors. There's a Justice League story starting in issue 19 uh, where Snyder and uh, Jorge Jimenez are actually going to be co-writing. Uh, it's called The Sixth Dimension. It looks like it's going to be a three-part story. Um, we're going to The Sixth Dimension. We're getting uh, Mixy. We're getting all these crazy things happening. Uh, the three covers for 19, 20, and 21 make a big cover. Triptych, yeah. Yeah. So, was one of those issues not the one that Snyder said would be the Jaro issue? He, Yeah, I think it was 21 he said. Interesting. 21, 22. It was something in that range. Okay. Yeah. So maybe maybe the last issue of that, but could be could be the yeah. next thing. Uh, and then we also there's a one shot coming in in March, which seems to be taking the place of that month's Batman Who Laughs. So it seems like the Batman Who Laughs is taking a month off, and we're getting yeah. uh, the Batman Who Laughs, the Grim Knight issue one, which is Snyder and Tynan co-writing with Eduardo Rizzo on the art. So clearly it's a it's makes a, sense. It's an oversight. Well, it's not that oversight. It's like 28 pages, uh, but it's uh, the Grim Knight sort of backstory, presumably. So yeah, it's cool. I imagine it's a hey. Jack's not going to be done. Yeah. We give him a month off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, but we'd really like something in that month so it's not, you know, losing momentum. Mm. Yeah, let's do this. Who's doing the, who's doing the art? Uh, Rizzo. Eduardo Rizzo. Rizzo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not going to look you... bad. No, no. at all. Uh, also, start of a mini series in March. Uh, this is part of the Wonder Comics line, part of the Young Justice stuff. Uh, this is Dial H for Hero, issue one. It's uh, start yeah. of a six issue mini series. Uh, Sam Humphrey's writing with Joe Quinones on the art. Intriguing. Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I'm not going to get it because <laughs> I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'll do it. Try yeah. it. See how it is. Connor, are you going to know what's going on having not read any of that because it's, it's the first nope. one that's not Bendis? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to read that. No, I'll, I'll have read uh, Wonder Twins. He's, that's yeah. that's the month yeah. before, right? Yeah, yeah. He'll true. read Wonder Twins and Dial H. Like... But not Young Justice. Nope. I, Which I, that it hurts, him. hurts my soul. John, that might hurt more than not reading Superman. I, I hope, yeah, because you like Tim Drake. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope the Tim in this is like the best treated Tim ever, just because Connor's not reading that. I'm pretty sure Bart's showing up in, in that as well, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Bart, Tim, Connor, yeah. uh, Cassie. It's the lost generation. And yeah. some new people. So you've got the new Team Green Lantern, we got Jenny Team Hex. That's hilarious. Amethyst. Uh, also oh, worth I mentioning. I love Amethyst. This is, I hate this. Also worth mentioning, we got solicits for two of the uh, Zoom and Ink books. I don't know, I can't remember which ones Ooh. or which brand, but uh, the, the solicit, obviously trades get solicited two months for later, so these are for May. Uh, but Under Under the Moon, The Catwoman Tale uh, by Lauren uh, McCrackle and Isaac Goodhart is coming out in May, as is DC Superhero Girls Spaced Out by Shia Fontana and Agnes uh, Garbowska. Well, I, these, are, these are two really different names, Agnes Garbowska. But there you go. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that, that was the thing. Uh, and then the last thing we just kind of have to kind of touch upon. It'd be weird if we didn't. Uh, but there was a leak before the solicits that said there was a co-writer on Nightwing for March, and it was one Eric M. Esquivel, if I'm saying his name right. Uh, yeah, Esquivel. Esquivel. There you go. Uh, so he was co-writing. Why is that notable? Uh, and why was it pulled like you oh. know, before the solicits went out? Well, let me guess: is is there a controversy? There is a controversy. Is it... be- yeah, okay. Because he he was writing a book called Border Town for Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which the first two issues of I read were annoyingly really good. Yeah, yeah, and and. and... Because that he was sucks. set up to co-write this issue on Nightwing, people were speculating that maybe they were going to transition him on, on as the writer of Nightwing. 
Um, but here's the thing. So an ex-girlfriend of his who did not actually name him, people worked out who she was talking about. Uh, basically detailed in, in depth uh, all the abuse that she received from him. Some of it's pretty sickening to read, by the way, if you if you do go and read it. It's yeah. pretty, pretty dire. Uh, since then as well, other people who have been victims of his have posted screenshots of online conversations that he had with them, uh, at least one of which was an underage person. Uh, so... Oh, Pretty dire. There's always a digital trail. Yeah. There's well, always. there is these days, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, don't be shitty. Like, be a decent human being and, and it's not definitely, hard. And definitely don't be shitty where it's really easy to prove it. Exactly. That's it's what I'm saying. Like, 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 why <laughs> that's not the lesson like, here, Connor. No, no, I'm just saying it's like, that's not how the stupid do you have to be when it's like, print screen, click. Oh, look, proof. Anyway, so so the actually the funny thing is is obviously DC cancelled Border Town, but before that even happened, both the artist and the uh, the colorist of the book quit the book, like publicly said, yeah. no, we're not doing this anymore. We're not working with this guy. Yeah, because um, once they found it out, they did the right thing, and we're yeah. like, we don't feel comfortable doing so, this. So naturally, so. DC uh, pulled the book, and then mm-hmm. obviously he was going to co-write this, he was going to script it. And then they pulled that as well and said, because the, the printed diamond uh, book, the previews book, still has his name in it. That's why we know about this. But obviously, because yeah. it was already printed, uh, it was too last minute. But they've, they've put out a note to retailers saying, no, no, look, by the way, he's off that book. He's not co-writing it. Uh, which makes me wonder that if that was their plan was to shift him onto Nightwing and that's what they were transitioning to, that it means that right now there is no plan for Nightwing. Plans. Yeah. yeah, it means that... Bob Dell gets to spin his wheels for another arc. Pretty much. Well, no. I, honestly, honestly, I would rather they just not have Nightwing until it's proper Me Nightwing. Too. Just cancel it. Just, <laughs> just cancel it right now and bring yeah. it back when it's well, time. Well, because we, we we feel his presence or lack thereof in like Titans and in Batgirl and yeah. like so. If you wanna you wanna do this Rick Grayson thing, have him pop up in those, you know. Because I, I've and... been saying since the start, like this was a story beat that King wanted to do for the effect on Batman. His return will be a big moment in Batman. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually need the Nightwing book to be doing anything during this time. No. Ideally, we'd have a good writer who would just be ignoring this, and all the stuff with Amnesia and him not being him would be in between arcs. That'd be the ideal thing. Yeah. If we're not going to get that, then just not have don't have Nightwing at all, and just bring it back when it's proper Nightwing. Maybe with Tom Taylor writing it, for example. But uh... <laughs> I, I I sense next week when we do when we look ahead to next year. The there is hope. going to be a lot of... Maybe we can get Tom Taylor on this. Yes. <laughs> that That is the thing. Well, hey, uh, X-Men Red just finished. He's, he's freed up a slot. Yeah, yeah. He's freed up a slot. Did you guys see that? Was it last week or or it was this week where he tweeted out um, Marvel solicited uh, online uh, the X-Men Red trade, mm. but it didn't have his name. It just said in parentheticals, or, or writer. And he's like, I can't even catch a break. <laughs> uh, and I, so I found what, that someone because... forgot to fill it in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, That's uh, kind of funny. I only came across that because Tom King retweeted it uh, and found it very humorous. So yeah. seems like they're all good buddies. Um, yep. Um, yeah. So he does have a new Spider-Man book, but it's it's a single, you know, shipping book. So he's got he's got room yeah. for a DC book or two. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a new uh, meme and the new meme is can Tom Taylor write this that's going to be the new yeah. meme <laughs> I'm okay with that uh, on, on the solicits the other, th- other thing that I wanted to mention that I, I noticed was oh, go on. 
Justice League Odyssey number seven is still by Dan Abnett. That's right. It seems like Abnett's on that book now. Yeah. I mean... That's okay. No, I like Dominico on art. Yeah. Which is nice. It's funny, yeah. It's like disappointing because I, I like what, the idea of Williamson doing it. But the truth is, I'm reading like three Abnet books and I'm liking them all to various like, reasonably good degrees. Yeah. So Which one? Which one's my read? I'm reading Silencer. Uh, you're in Silencer and... Well, I mean, it was Aquaman. Aquaman's done there, but like he's done it. Yeah. But... yeah, I was enjoying Aquaman well enough and Titans, I thought, was a mess. He gets the team dynamic because even look at Aquaman, it was kind of a team book, you know? So, but it got good. It was, yeah. It was kind of a team. Yeah, book. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I can't. Yeah, I can't really fault it that much. Like, I actually have been enjoying stuff. I just, I hope it doesn't feel like he's been thrown on at last minute because Williamson had to be taken off of it for other projects, mm-hmm. and it therefore it feel, feel like that, doesn't it? because yeah. all the solicits, it's still just, oh yeah, stuff in the ghost sector. Uh, so I hope it doesn't feel like, oh, he's just kind of filling in because Williamson can't do it, and therefore it won't be like good Abnet because he's just kind of. We've we've seen what it's like when Abnett just just writes it in. It's like yeah, that'll do. Yeah. That that said though, um, I mean, I think the specific thing we're complaining about is when it feels like there's no direction for his book. At least if Williamson's left like a map, a roadmap of what the story's supposed yeah. to be, it should have drive. It should have. Hopefully, yeah. So there's the hope. Oh, that'll wrap up solicits then. But obviously, of course, if if we've missed anything else you think is worth mentioning, do uh do mention in the comments and then point it out. But uh, I think that was all the big stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so we'll go ask some questions because it's later week, so we asked Twitter for some questions. We got a few. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pick a couple to, 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 to ask. I'll do. I'll get this troll one out of the way. Uh, from at K Dog three three eight eight zero zero. Um, excluding. Is that even... <laughs> yes. Is that even a real Twitter handle? What's up with all the numbers, guy? <laughs> it looks like a real person. Uh, excluding Rick Grayson, is Damien the best Robin? No. <laughs> no. Tim is the best Robin. Easy. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Dick. Dick, no, Damien, yeah, Tim. Tim's the Dick. best character, but Tim's the best Robin. I don't yeah. really have the separation in my mind. I, I no, think... I do, because I prefer Dick Grayson as Nightwing. We, we got Dick, over this a million times. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, Dick comes into his own as Nightwing. As Robin, yeah. he's just kind of there. I, he's fine. I, I just but, have no not that much attachment to Tim as of yet. He's kind of the plain one to me, but I mean that could change with time. You need to go back and read some Tim stuff. Also, Rich Grayson was never Robin. Okay, he doesn't <laughs> that's, remember that's being point. Robin. So get your facts straight, buddy. I like Damien more than Tim, though, which I guess is the point of this question. Yeah, and you're wrong. No, I like Damien as Robin. I like Damien more than Tim. Uh, you can you feel free to fight me. But I mean, Tim's way better than Jason. Don't get me wrong. Like, I forgot Jason. I was like four Robins, and then I totally <laughs> forgot that he hey, ever was. Carrie no. Kelly. That's who you're thinking of, Matt. That's the fourth one. Yeah, that's right. Also, also, um, spoiler, Steph. Yeah, Steph brief, brief Robin. stint is Robin. Yeah, Stephanie Brown. Yeah, yeah. it counts. Brief stint. Yeah. Better than Jason for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but a more serious question. Um, uh, from the same person as uh. In our eyes, this is mainly for me and Matt because Connor's not been reading uh, Bendis' Superman, but uh, what is the main difference between Tomasi's Rebirth Superman run and Bendis' Superman run so far? One of them was at least good for half of it. Uh, that was such an obvious troll answer that we were going to get from, from Connor. Well, look, I've got no, nothing else to say, so I might as well. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because you, you can't even say if 
Superman or action are good because you're not reading them. Hey, I so, read a page. Yeah, okay. There you go. A page. And, and was that page good? God, no. Okay, well then, shut, shut it. Um. Um. So, so this is something that I've seen a lot on Reddit with people saying that Bendis has ruined Superman, which I just don't get. Like, you could not like Bendis, but he's been very fair to the characters. Like, yeah, he's shaken some things up, but I think that's always fine. You want to come in uh, to a series and kind of make it your own. Yeah. I, so I feel like you know, I feel like to Superman specifically, he has been very faithful. Like, it, fe- it feels yeah. like Superman. In terms of differences yeah. between this and Tomasi's run so far, I feel I feel like Tomasi and so, Gleason's run, like the heart was always in the right place, and it, it some really good stories came out of it. But I feel like there was maybe a lacking of like an overall direction for the run as a whole because there was a lot yeah. of little random like one off things, that, and then like weird mm-hmm. road trips that kind of felt just pointless. Yeah, what, well, you have Frankenstein showing up, and you had yeah. you know Manchester Black, and and just things like yeah there was an overall story but they seem to come out of nowhere whereas from the time man of steel started you saw two very clear stories yeah it, it, i guess what i'm saying is is it feels like and this is not a criticism i'm not saying everything has to be no. mapped out from the, to, no. to the end right but it does feel like tomasi and gleason's run were a little bit more sort of loose in terms of oh well we'll think of another story as we go well what's it, the next it, story going to yeah. be tomasi and gleason's to me it really felt like a cowboy bebop if you've seen that um, no, in terms not. of its structure of just hey stuff just comes along stuff how dare you I'm, I'm practically offended that you implied that i would have I not, not you i was <laughs> I, I was referring more to the audience how dare you. you i know I, I know there's a corgi in there and that's there is cool. yeah. <laughs> there is so great. um but yeah but like so i feel like both progress the character because from from new 52 i feel that's where superman was kind of at his lowest mm. so you know but Whereas Tomasi kind of made him the family man and kind of changed who Superman was, Bendis hasn't really done that. I don't. I, mean, I don't want to say he's regressed Superman, but Clark really is Superman first, family man second. Versus where I feel like Tomasi, he was family man first. Yeah, I, I, and Superman second. I feel like at least to begin with, Bendis wants to do some classic Superman on his own stuff yeah. before we dive more into. And obviously, we're getting there. John just showed up, and you know, yeah. Lois is back. But we're we're building towards. Uh, you know, Ben is clearly wants to do kind of some Superman dealing with things on his own, and there's I feel like with with uh, Ben is Superman, I feel like I'm a lot more inside Superman's head. Not not that yeah. Galician's run well, and uh, Tomasi didn't have narration because no, they did, but yeah, you know, it feels but more. That, like... But that's Bendis though. Bendis, I don't want to say he's cerebral because that sounds pretentious, but he really does get in the mind of these characters from any any of the books of his that I've read over at Marvel, mainly Daredevil. It, you were in Matt's head all the time. Hmm. Um, same same with Ultimate Spider-Man. I read the first trade of that. And you get to know Peter Parker really well. And I feel he's doing the same with Superman, which I feel the average comic reader kind of needs that touchstone. Because a lot of them, I feel like they know Superman, but not like in depth. So, you know, setting up this, like the whole Phantom Zone thing, I think is a perfect microcosm of who superman is because you get the the ties to krypton you get the 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 ties with zod and earth and all of this other stuff in one nice little bundle you know mm. uh and then whereas with tomasi like i love the farm stuff i love hamilton county but it just felt like this is superman living out on a farm 
and he's going to deal with what comes next, like Pete was saying. Like, yeah, well, the, we'll, we'll come up with the next story next. Yeah, I had a different focus, and obviously we loved the early part of that run. Uh, all, all that stuff was great. It lost its its way yeah. as it went. But... And, and to the people on Reddit, I go, well, why can't we just enjoy both? Like, <laughs> it's you okay know, to like no, both, yes, that is true. Yeah, like, no one... I, I remember Jonathan London from Geekscape always saying this about reboots and stuff, like... When it comes to movies, nobody is coming and, and taking all of your movies away. You know, like if you really like the old X Men movie and you don't like they rebooted it with First Class, like no one's stealing, coming, and taking your brains. I think movies. the the exceptions so, to that are where the reboot has come instead of the next sequel, where they're like, okay, yeah, it was a disappointment where you wanted the thing to continue, and, and instead you're getting right, and, something else. And I and I get that, but to act like, oh, well, they're completely stealing everything and unless you're george lucas where you actively go back and change things you know i don't i don't feel like it's a fair argument there it's like all right we, we can like both and if like you're connor and you don't want to read bendis like sorry you're missing out on superman but this is just where it's at right now if you like connor you know? i'm just sorry in general <laughs> me too you know and because i'm all for as many people reading superman like come on uh, it's my whole thing my, my room at my old house was painted blue so like, yeah. Like the one thing we can see on the wall behind you now <laughs> is a Superman full. Yeah. Exactly, and then that's by accident because I had to move my camera around to or my my monitor around it, to it, plug my. It still worked for the point. Yeah, yes. exactly. So, um, but but yeah. Uh, so what was the original question? I kind of tangented there. And we've already answered that. We've said what's different between yeah. the runs so far. Gotcha. Right? So we've done. We can move on to the next question. Which is at, from at Comb Factor. Uh, what character hasn't appeared in Rebirth yet that you really want to see? And I think this is an interesting question now because does it, there was a time when the answer from Matt was always going to be Connor, the, you know, the, you know that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But now we're at a point where, no, okay, he's popped up. We're getting him properly in like next month's new book. Properly. Yes. So now I ask, okay, now that we've had Connor uh, and he's on the way, yep. Who, yep. Who, who's yep. the answer now? What, who, what character has not appeared since Rebirth? So, so. I, and I could be wrong because I don't read every single book. Yes. But I, I would like a, a Flash TV show version of Ralph Dibney. I want Ralph, but before he met his wife. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I don't think, when was the last time we saw Ralph, like, in general? It's It's been a while. The last time I remember seeing him, he was a ghost at the end of 52. Spoilers for 52. Yeah, but... I, I don't think I remember him anything since 52, but people yeah. could correct no, me. I, I don't remember him in, the, in oh. anything in the new 52. I do. He was in Secret Six. Oh, uh, in Simone's relaunch. Uh, okay. Yeah, he pops up, and I don't want to spoil that for people. I only read but, um, an issue of that because then it yeah. went on such a break that I, yeah. I think something happened with well, the, someone, the artist. One of my family. friends was like, "Yeah, you might want to check out Secret Six because there's a, a surprise character." But no one's done anything with him since. Yeah. So not only do I want to see Ralph Dibney, but I really love the Flash TV show version of him, where he's kind of this blundering fool, but he is still a good detective, you know. But him before Sue, I think, would be a lot of fun. Even Dormant Flash. My, my problem with this, what you're saying here, is that is the Flash TV show version of, mm. you know, Elongated Man is basically just Plastic Man. Yeah. The... Eh, I feel like I feel like the, the difference between them is Plastic Man's way more of a cartoon character. You know what I mean? Like, with all of the stuff. Like, think about what we see in Terrifics. No, no, I get you that. Know? I feel like, though, his personality... On that show, is I think a lot if, more you, in if line you keep some of the plus. humor but make it more of a PI book that he just happens to have yeah. stretchy powers, I feel I feel like that could be something. 
Yeah, and, and what I mean is like the him on flat is like him being the 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 not the employee but the customer of the month at the strip club, you know, and, and it's only his picture on the wall and stuff. The, the little stuff like that where you're mm. like, this isn't the plastic man that was kind of defined by his marriage to Sue. This is the elongated man. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, don't make this but, slip, uh, Matt. Don't make this slip. You get the corrections yeah, yeah, yeah. on the comments. Well, again, we, we, we talked about why Elongated Man was created on this show. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. You know, they didn't realize they had the rights to Plastic Man, so they created one and then went, oh, man, well, now we have two of these. If anything, uh, I, I think I want a, a team-up book called, uh, I don't know, Stretchy Men or something and have both yeah. of them. I would hope it has a better name than that. <laughs> Quite a stretch. <laughs> what do you want to call that's, them? That's, that's better. That's better already. That's... Well, that's that's the title of it. You can name the book whatever you want, but that that's the story title. It's uh, quite a stretch. Call it the Fantastic Two. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, because everyone else that I really like, like parts shown up and you know. Yeah, I don't. In in terms of just showing up, I don't know if I have an answer because I, I think everyone who I really want to see has appeared. I, it'd be more okay. Who would I want to have a book that that doesn't? Yeah. I mean, I think for well, me, like at this point, I'd probably be throwing out JSA characters, but we're kind of getting there with Doomsday Clock. Yeah, well, you know? yeah. And I was going to do that too with Legion, because it, but it's the same thing. It's like, well, I've gotten Saturn Girl, so. Yeah, we, we know there's plans coming for them mm-hmm. in the near future, so it doesn't feel yeah. like I need to be going, oh, I really want them to show up, because they're coming. Well, most mm-hmm. people have appeared, I think, for the most part, like at this point. Now, I'm, and that and that's why I said the Flash show version of Dibney because, sure, Dibney might have shown up in some book that I'm not reading, but not that version. And like, I would love like Peter always talks about the Batgirls book. Mm-hmm. Like, give me, give me, um, give me Cassandra and and Stephanie as Batgirls though. You know, not as orphan spoiler or Babs. Like that could be so fun. I'm just trying to think if there's like past versions of character supporting cast where I'm like, no, nah, I, I could really yeah. do with that character being back. Um, but nothing, nothing's immediately springing yeah. to mind. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think it's a tougher answer. I feel like at this point now, the answers we'd give would be like smaller characters who are kind of favorites from runs that don't really have yeah. much existence outside <laughs> of said runs. Snapper car. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm thinking like um you know for example for example we had ben ribble and supergirl who showed up in uh in titans right i'm th- I'm trying to have characters like that who were like supporting cast in past runs of characters who who had wanted to show back up has has her name montoya been around have we seen her and rebirth yeah like I oh shit like uh, yeah she was on um she was in something recently. She was in Metropolis, wasn't she? No, that was Maggie Sawyer. Yeah, that Maggie Sawyer. I, I, I thought Montoya was there as well at one point. Oh, she was in a think... she was in a book recently. Well, well there was uh, something with Jim Gordon. She was there. Was that was that an incontinuity okay. story? I don't, know. I don't remember. I think it was a flashback. Is it Batman? <laughs> yeah, there was a scene where she comes out at Gordon's. You know gives them information that was in a book recently mm-hmm. that i read well that was a new release or an old issue is maybe yeah. up for debate but Ooh, it hasn't been around in a while the specter sure that's true uh give justice league dark it. a few few volumes it'll get there 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like Day of Judgment and what's going on in uh, in in Justice League Dark are kind of similar, but they just swapped out Doctor Fate or or Naboo for the Spectre because mm-hmm. he's trying to destroy the world through magic and whatnot. Yeah. So, See, in in terms you know, of getting a book. I would love a Doctor Fate ongoing, or at least a mini, just you know, uh, focusing on the, the no, the solo character, e- either version of Fate, you know, the one that we've got like in the helmet now, uh, Nelson, or yeah. or the the newer one that we got at the end of New Fifty Two. I, I really enjoyed that. I think it was about about three yeah. trades. It was a good run. Yeah. I like that character. Hmm. The Shazam was another one I'd go to, but you know, we just got a book, so yeah. And that, and that's the thing with with um, that version of Doctor Fate. It's like, well, you know. It's teasing that he's coming back in in Justice League. Day. He's in the vase, right? So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's kind of appeared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're at a point now where a lot of the big answers have been have been said. But there's there's probably nice little niche which, characters that haven't. Known. Which coming yeah coming out of the new fifty two, that's super cool because I mean the entire yeah we were five years into that and still going where's yeah. this person? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so uh, next up, we get a question from at Eritrean, uh, aka the guy who makes me read Hawk and Dove. You bastard! Uh, <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> um, okay, so there's two questions here. One is interesting. One would be interesting, but we already know the answer we're going to give, so I'll do that one first. Since the book is an absolute shambles, what would be the dream Nightwing creative team for the three of you? Right. So Tom Taylor, obviously. I can't say Tom Taylor. No, I did not agree to this. I did not agree to this. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Taylor. We'll do two versions, Tom. Put, put, put an artist with Tom Taylor, and then we'll do one without Tom Taylor. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Tom Taylor and Jock. Boom. No, I don't want Jock on a Nightwing book. Why? Because Jock does a great cape, and Nightwing doesn't wear a cape. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think Jock has such a great mood and tone. I don't think that's the tone and mood that I want on a Nightwing book. Okay, I, I, I'll go for a mid Okay, I, fine. No, I want something a little bit lighter. Okay, fine. Know. We'll go with the annual team. Schmidt. Put Schmidt on it with him. Schmidt would do a great Nightwing book. Schmidt, yeah. Schmidt and Taylor. I'll go for that. All right. Yeah. Most Bush and on Tom Taylor answer. Hmm. Is it cheating if I go back to Sealy? Because I really like That's Sealy. cheating. No, it can't be someone with okay. a fad. Uh, Here's what. It's someone we mentioned earlier uh, that me and Peter yeah. mean Kelly Thompson. Ah! I, I think she'd do a fantastic Nightwing yeah. book. Actually, Joe, I was thinking about it. I think she'd do a great Stephanie Brown book. Give her both. <laughs> well, sure, yeah, give her both. But I'm thinking, <laughs> give her a Stephanie Brown Batgirl book. Kelly Thompson yeah. would not die out of the park. Yeah, definitely. She'd probably knock a Cassie book out as well. But, I mean, Stephanie's the one yeah. that I can think of with her. Yeah, uh, yeah Kelly Thompson's not a bad choice. Uh, Kelly Thompson yeah. and... Uh... Yeah, all, all my options, would, they've already written Nightwing. But I want I want to see where they would have gone. Had they stayed, so you know. Yeah. yeah. No, Tom Taylor's a good. It's a good one. <laughs> I, I want to see what else you had. Yeah, Tom Taylor. <laughs> uh, also from our air train, uh, this one's a bit more fun. If you could freaky Friday any two characters in the DCU for an arc, who would you pick and why? I mean, the obvious answer is Clark and Bruce, right? No, that's always been done. So yeah, that's, no, too no, easy. that's why I said it's the obvious. That's too answer. easy. I think you have to go more interesting. I I think the more interesting thing is like Bruce and Crypto. 
Put Bruce and a dog. Put Bruce and a dog, and have have Bruce barking. Okay, I am for this, but if I just for sassy Alfred, okay, hitting Bruce with a newspaper for for <laughs> yes. marking territory see, within the cave. See, easy. Like, yeah, see, um. You know what would be cool? It's it's all on the same line of Clark and Bruce, but uh, Barbara and and Kara. That'd be more fun. I could see more fun coming from that. Because yeah, because you could see Baz like, oh, superpowers are cool, and Kara being so like flustered. That Actually, she, no. here's know, a good one. Here's a good one. Batman and Detective Chimp. Because he's still a detective, right? So there's like, right. so they can actually function as each other, but Batman has to put up with the fact that he's a chimp. <laughs> the- there goes Bruce's liver. <laughs> um, See, I thought I would. I, 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 I think they're too similar for it to be interesting. I say I don't think so because Bruce isn't like Bruce has psychotic problems, but he's not neurotic like Detective Jim is, where he's drinking to forget things. You know, like yeah, you know, it might um, be when he gets into that brain. He could be. Um. Uh, who can I search Hawkman with? Wait, which version of Hawkman? Savage Hawkman uh, or... Like... It doesn't matter. Any of them. <laughs> uh, here's um, one. You switch Guy Gardner with Jason Todd and see if anyone notices. Yeah, you do notice because Guy Gardner has a thing called Charm that Jason Todd just <laughs> does not have. So Maybe we had the bowl cut in the 90s. No. <laughs> the, crew cut, the crew cut's good now. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be one guy, guy and Kyle. What? That'd be hilarious. Guy would ruin Kyle's life in about an hour. Yes. Oh, he would, and oh, and dear. he'd make a sport out of it. He would. What can I do next? He's <laughs> he's leaving refrigerator boxes for him in the apartment. I I, I, uh, I could see guy and like Hawkman just you know him going around with the mace, being like, "This is fun." Yeah. Mm, mm. Oh, and then <laughs> and then Hawkman and Guy's body just making maces. Because that's the only construct he can work. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, streaky and Dexter. Well, so the cats. So so Dexter just becomes super powered even more. Yes. and goes around tearing apart stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like just what everyone needed. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think for Detective Chimp, you go with Space Ape. No, see now you're pigeonholing them because they're apes yeah. and apes. Like, <laughs> yes, but they're, they're they're so different characters, even though they're apes. Oh, you do Beast yeah. Boy and Chimp, and Beast Boy has to deal with the fact that he has to yeah. stay one animal the whole time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> chimp just becomes himself. <laughs> he just goes to the chimp. Yeah, Chimp just becomes a chimp again. <laughs> He's like, Beast Boy just upset the whole time. Like, you could be just... anything. He just drinks so he forgets he's green. Yeah. Um, uh, who did you search Wonder Woman with? Um, Wonder Woman and Lois. That could be cool. Eh, there's something there. There's something there. Because they're, they're both these strong women, but in different ways. And like, I, th- I think the story of Lois having powers for a day is something we've done quite a few times. Yeah. But, but you can see the, the similar vibes coming from it with, with swapping her with someone. But, like, just because she has an even louder voice now with Wonder Woman. You know, like, yeah, she has a loud voice as, like, the world's greatest reporter. But you put her as Wonder Woman, and, you know, she's a diplomat and all this other stuff. That could be cool, too. I think you swap Batman and Blue Beetle. 
And here's my reason. Because then Bruce has to be a teenager and no one will listen to him. And that will be delightful. I was about to ask which Blue Beetle, but... Yeah, the, t- the timey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, nobody's going to listen to him. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh... Put 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 him in a body where no one will treat 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 him seriously. You know, he's he's the kid. No one will listen to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you put him in Damien's body. I'll have to do the father son oh, thing. No, 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 Not gonna no. lie, I think that's why it, that that would be a reason to go back to Detective Chimp. <laughs> probably. No one, no one takes Detective Chimp seriously. Ah, sure. Yeah. Okay. They probably should, but they don't. I could see it. I could see it. Oh dear. Um, all right, one last question then. Uh, so, uh, at Talking Superman, uh, friend of the show, naturally, doesn't make me resent him bad, so that's why he's a friend, and unlike Tyler, who's, who's the worst. Uh, so, if you could switch the day job of any DC hero, who would it be, uh, or what would it be and why? Or who and what would it be and why? Okay, we're, we're going to remove any of the billionaires. Right. Because, clearly... You know, that's their day job. So Ollie's out, Bruce is out, Cord's out. Um, but what does it become? Yeah, but they can do whatever they want because they've got the money to just go, yeah. I'm going to go do that. Yeah. It's not interesting. Oh, yeah but, yeah, but is this question asking, like, how it works in continuity or is it just, no, you swap it? You just magically swap it? They have to do this now? Yeah. I don't know. Take your pick. <laughs> so... Sorry, read the question again? So if you could switch the day job of any hero. So let's say, you're like, okay, Clark's not a reporter now. Now he's a fry cook. <laughs> right. So you're changing what their, their, their everyday secret identity day job is. Okay. I, I wouldn't mind swapping Barry and, and Clark because they seem like they're the same thing. But, like, I'd like to see Clark as a police scientist with, with the Superman powers. You know? Okay, yeah. And then, and then Barry gets to be a reporter with Iris. You know, and, and it's the same kind of dynamic because, you know, he's always late, but he's late as a reporter instead of a scientist. That'd I feel cool. like the obvious thing to say for a Flash is that they're a, a delivery driver and they can just speed about. Mm. You know? Like, you know, Joe, it's usually 30 minutes, so, you, you know, it's free. Like, no, no. But a yeah. Flash, it's 30 seconds or it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Jean as a firefighter, as a way to try and conquer his fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not bad, actually. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I could see um, it. Yeah. Um Hal's normally a test pilot, so let's make him a bus driver. <laughs> no. You don't yeah. want that. Those buses no. don't have seatbelts, bro. <laughs> well what would I make Hal? Um uh, you put you put Hal in a suit and make him like mind you put him in an office job. I feel oh, like he—he's—he's he's like a a sports coach. Yeah. Okay, yeah, not like right. high school sports team coach. Okay, he's giving yeah. speeches about not fearing the opposition, you know, yeah. but willpower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I can I can kind of see this happening. Uh, the team, or he's a lawyer. <laughs> he hasn't got the patience. How's that a lawyer? <laughs> Yeah. Mad, uh, Clark. I could see kind of being a lawyer. Actually, I could yeah. see I could see subverting Clark and doing a lawyer thing with him, Mark Murdock style. Yeah, 
question the morals of helping people when he's Superman, but he's, you know, yeah. using that in the courtroom Depending to win. Him. Yeah. I, I could see that being a thing. Feels like a very Superman thing to do. Ow. How about this? How about they're all sports team coaches and they all, all our teams, like, like uh, uniforms are all, like, so Hal's team's all green. <laughs> right? <laughs> and is Sinestro got a team that's all yellow? See, now, now I want this Elseworlds where it's just a sports movie where the Green Lanterns have to go up against the Sinestral Corps and they're, they're just like, you know, hockey teams or something. I don't know. I'd watch that. Although, I'd watch any hockey movie. <laughs> <laughs> don't really say much, is it? Yeah. No, because it's, it's, I've had arguments. Hockey movies are the best sports movies just because hockey lends itself so much to the camera more than other sports. What, what, so. what, which ones are good all in the Mighty Ducks trilogy? Oh, uh, Mystery Alaska is really good. The Goon movies are good. I've heard of that first um, one, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else off the top of my head. Slapshot, Slapshot's real good. Never seen that. Uh, none, none of the sequels. Stay away from the sequels. Matt has seen more hockey movies than people probably should. Yes, most yeah, probably. And then, then you start getting to the documentaries, and then it's just oh it's, god, it's, yeah, it's that's not good in that path. Yeah, that's yeah. not good in that path. No, that's good in that path. Um. Dick's a stripper, obviously. Yes, yeah, easy. <laughs> stripper, Graham stripper. Yes. So he, he's got to go change, costume changes. Sometimes he's a cop, sometimes he's a delivery driver, you know. I can see, um, no, in all seriousness, I think Dick, uh, paramedic. Okay. I see what you do there. Paramed Dick. Uh... <laughs> it wasn't intentional. <laughs> yeah, but it happened. It did. <laughs> No, just in terms yeah. of you know, really wanting to help people, like first responder, like that. Yeah. Um, well, like, he was a cop during, yeah, during the 90s yeah, he was. run. Yeah. So right, he was. But I it feel, fits. Like, I I feel fit. like I don't want to just give him a cop detective again. That's boring. No, no, I know. I don't see him as That's a firefighter. I feel like Babs, was... if, you, if you're going to have Babs become a cop to follow in the fellow's footsteps, because there's dramatic potential there, I think Babs becomes like a scholar, like a historian or something like that, where I can see her in like a, a museum I see her as a professor. Oh. Professor. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's kind of what she's doing with the what they were doing with the library degree when it started. Yeah. In Earth, you yeah. Know? Like that that was kind of her path, and and I do like that. Yeah. You know, and, and then she ends up becoming like a like a criminal justice. Like she quits. These these are all really back. big things, though. I do like the idea of some heroes just having really simple normal jobs, like a pizza delivery guy. Like I actually really like the idea of like someone that is part of the appeal of Spider Man, right? Is that sometimes yeah, he has I, shitty jobs. A lot of the teenage heroes get that. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are supposed to be teenage jobs, right? When yeah. you're a 35-year-old, you're supposed to have your career set. And that's not the real world all the time, you know? But in the idealized world of comics, that's what ends up happening. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. But that's questions. We'll move on then to books. But thank you very much for the questions. Uh, and we will do it. So, uh, reminder though, vote. Patrons, go vote. Or sign up to Patreon if you want. Give us a dollar and vote in the Patrons End of Year Awards section. Thank you and kindly. So, we can move on to books then. And we will be starting with, uh, that argues the main event of the week, which is the start of the new run on Aquaman mm-hmm. by Kelly Sue DeConnick with art by Robson Roca. Uh, this is issue 43. And... Uh, obviously, we've got an amnesia thing on with Dick, so it's easy, I think, to go into this knowing that it's an amnesia plot and be like, ah, we're we doing that. Um, I think what's interesting here about this, though, is that 
this is kind of using it as a breather because you know aquaman is so often uh oh the surface world are awful we're going to go to war with them mm-hmm. or oh, the politics of atlantis it's actually kind of nice and i don't i don't dislike that stuff but it's kind of nice to actually get a break from that and i think that this is maybe what this is doing yeah because yeah. even even when like before john's kind of revitalized him mm. he was always tied to atlantis yeah and mm-hmm. here this is the first story i've read of his where there's kind of no mention and it's nice that you have that amnesia um but there's still some like water magic shenanigans going on oh yeah which it's... is awesome you know i, I mean it's aquaman um, you have to be water related things happening <laughs> yeah yeah obviously but, but i really like the stuff that sets up i like the tone of the story that, that kelly sue sets up like from the time it starts you're like who are all these characters and there's a mystery to them that starts to unravel as you read just this first part. Yeah, and it's, it's, I it's really a, like it. It's a credit to the storytelling that I never like was annoyed about these new characters. They're introduced mm-hmm. in a really simple, straightforward way. It's not cumbersome, um, and we get this this story of this mysterious island where, as it goes on, we find that all these characters all kind of ended up here. Uh, almost as if there are people yeah. who have been like disregarded by the ocean. There's a lot of talk about the ocean being a sentient being in this issue. A lot of yep. they believe the ocean's you know mother, a goddess. the goddess, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's like you know the, the, uh, what was her name? Uh, Callie d- d- is doing a lot of like ocean dancing <laughs> you know, out, out in the beach uh, during the storm. Uh, well, I, I like oh, when Matt, it starts. Matt, Matt, you mate, you mm-hmm. mate. <laughs> All right. Yes. So as I, was, I, I like when it starts that they they talk about like everyone fights over land, but the Earth's you know seventy five percent water, but no one seems to fight over the water. The water's just free, hmm. you know. And so I like that. Like, well, what happens when when the seventy five percent turns on you? Yeah, you know, and it's he, a great great idea. So Aquaman's staying uh, in this place. He's helping out this older couple. <laughs> uh, they're calling him Andy because they know his name begins with an A because of his, his yep. belt but his belt yeah, yeah i love that but they don't know what his name is so they just call him andy and one of the big things between him the question how long have people been here on this island without you know any contact to know of his existence oh sure yeah that's a good point but um one of the things different between you know andy here if we want to call him that and and rick grayson is that andy's not unlikable he, he seems like a perfectly calm reasonable dude who's helping out these... Because he's doing things out of kindness. He's helping these people with their Mm -hmm. roof. He's helping them with their their daily things. As opposed to Rick Grayson, who's just an unlikable asshole from the first second we meet him. Right. Uh, So that's a big deal. Well, he's still in his nature. He's helping people. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like he doesn't know how else to be, you know? And and I like that. Um, One of my favorite gags in this was um, Callie trying to say what his name is. And I have to look at it to say it. Because it's one of those names, mm-hmm. but it's um, Aruzio. Yeah, sure. Got, got to roll the R, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna roll the R. Yeah, but I, I like that, and I like that it means orange because, like, it's A. He probably washed up in his in his costume. He did. We see it. orange. We see yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just I love that runner. Like, she, that's what she calls him. Um, yeah. And it, and also, this is not dependent on anybody else. It's Aquaman. You know, whereas we, we, I talked about earlier where when Abnett was writing, it felt like a team book because there's all these characters coming in and out and you had Mera and Orm and, mm. yeah, you know. It's all, nice to focus in sometimes on Yeah, just on Arthur or Andy yeah. or yeah. whatever, you know. So, 
Yeah, and I, I think um, you know we get the one hint where they're like, "Hey, if you," because they, they ultimately they ask him. They they think because all the all the fish are turning up dead, so that they're, they're running mm. low on food, um, and they think it's because uh, the uh, uh, Nama, I think the name was uh, yeah, that, Nama. This woman yeah. who was ostracized because she didn't respect the ocean, and she she sort of raged against it, and they yeah. they ostracize her on this separate little island. And they ask Aquaman to go there and basically give her the thing that they, they kept from her, which it turns out is Callie, her daughter. Um, so they've been there for at least, you know, her adult, you know, her entire life, because she's, right. you know, an adult now. Yeah, um, I mean, I assume they didn't all come in together. Kind of oh, sure, yeah, they've been kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, so that's presumably where we're going with the plot. But they say, hey, we've got this special water that might restore your memory. And he looks into it and he sees, like, Mira. And he doesn't know who it is. He's like, who's this woman? Right. And he, he feels strongly about it. So he obviously there's, like, a hint of feelings there, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know who it is. So I like that it's setting up that, you know, his past life is important. We're going to get to Mira. We're going to get to that stuff. But, you know, right now we're focused on just him sort of discovering who he is. Um, I think one of the things I like about this as well, because I think when we read that Robson Roca was going to be doing the art, we thought, oh, he's pretty solid, but it's going to be house style. It's going to go back to just kind of yeah. looking like Aquaman used to look. And I think, largely in the colouring, they've yeah. kept a unique style with this, where it feels I, like it's I, one thing. I think it's all in the colours. I think uh, Sonny Cho deserves most of the credit here, because, yeah, we've seen Robson Roca relatively frequently throughout Rebirth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we we rarely go more than a few months without seeing this work, and it's never looked as good as this. Yeah, I honestly think though it's uh, like like I think that almost sounds like a discredit to say, "Oh, I'm going to give it all to the colorist." I think his art is is really good. It's just it doesn't that, look like any Roca art that I've really seen. Yeah, like it the, still the, is distinct. The coloring gives it a different different uh, feel, different vibe, and I I think. The, the package is much more impressive as a, mm-hmm. as a whole. That's fair. I'm, I think it's probably a different inker as well. It feels mm. um, it feels a lot tighter on, on the inks. Yeah. Um, I think it's working a lot better here. Uh, so that, that's well, why I'm, I'm giving a lot of credit to the, to the supporting team on the art here. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to... I just, it's when you say, it's, oh, it's all them, it feels like you're kind of... You're well, knocking down the, you know, the it, original it, art, if I guess is I what I'm saying. The, the, the pencils are still the base, don't be wrong. Yeah. But... Because what that says to me though yeah. is that when they were coming up with this new run and you know they were you know playing this first arc and Kelly was there, there was a conscious choice to have a style. There was a conscious choice to go, no, we want to go with this color palette rather than the the typical house style palette. There was a conscious conscious choice to give this a different feel to the rest of the books right now, and I like that. I like that it feels unique. Um, it, and it looks very pretty. So, yeah, uh. It, it, it's, it goes well with the stormy vibe that the, the book has where there's like all these you know the, the, the waves are crashing there's constantly raining yeah. it's going well with that mood um, and the end of the book is uh, when Aquaman runs out to get Callie at the end because mm-hmm. the waves are going to crash into her the waves kind of basically red sea around them you know it's kind of like it's almost yeah. as if Mira was, Mira was there controlling the water but it's, it's not it's the ocean itself right so that's kind of yeah, a see everyone. So, so I looked up Arusio, right? Because I was like, well, in what language is that for orange? Um, apparently it's French, right? But... Um, of course it is. Stupid language. It makes no sense. <laughs> but because it says there's a town of Arusio in southern Gaul. And Gaul was France, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm asking Connor. Connor knows history a little bit more. Um, um Definitely not. But, but Arusio is also a, a local Celtic water god. Yeah. 
right? And so um, I feel like that's where this is going. Wherever this island is, we're, we're going to get into yeah. I feel like when we, that stuff. when we heard this story was about him washing up on an island with amnesia, I don't mm-hmm. think we stopped and considered that it was going to be like a, a mysterious a island, island, which, yeah. you know, has right. like mythical implications that... Yeah, well, because I, I automatically went to like Robinson Crusoe. Oh, it's just an island. Yeah. He doesn't know who he is, so he can't get off. But here... It, it's more like Lost. With, it's like, no, this, yeah. this island has a presence. This island has a history and it's, it's drawn right. them here because of who they are. So, right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you start looking at these names, and of course nothing's ever done without intent in, in a story, you know, unless it's poorly told. And here I don't think it, it is. So, no, I, I really like yeah. this actually. I'm, I'm really too. I'm on board Me for this, this run yeah, after this issue. Uh, I'm into it. Uh, I, I think it has great atmosphere, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a different atmosphere than the book had before. Even you know when it was at its height, where with the underworld stuff with Cedric uh, on yep. art. Uh, that had great atmosphere. This is a very different atmosphere, which I like. It feels yeah. unique. So, um, yeah. yeah, Aquaman's building up a quiver of, of fun runs. Like they're Finally. all distinct. Yeah, yeah, right. Which, which, which you want? I mean, his movies in theaters now, and his we'll books. Talking about that very soon. Yes, yes. Special movie yeah, yeah. editions coming uh, tomorrow. Uh, with with us three talking about Aquaman, you can look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, and it's actually kind of funny how the the, the new run started this the same week that we're we're talking yeah, about. Probably not entirely accidental. Probably not. Also, but... also, I, I want to put out a challenge. It's not really a challenge, but some recommendations uh, for for work by Kelly Sue. That's not Captain Marvel because if it's as good as this, I mm. really. She's kind of been a blind spot uh, of mine. She had an image book called Bitch Planet. I don't know if you wanted to try that, but I don't yeah, it was that. Uh, pretty deadly was hers as well, right? Okay. It? Oh, okay. Yeah, so so if I'm anyone sorry. wants to send me some recommendations, check out some stuff. That, again, Captain Marvel's on my Christmas list, so someone might have got that for me. So it's anything it's else uh, all in the Marvel sale and comicsology. I am tempted yeah. to slash the I- I- image sale for anything yeah. else yeah. that she's done. I... Yeah, do you know what I think is interesting about this? Is Kelly Sue does not have to be writing a DC book. So no. you know, you know, her her infraction just got a got a big movie development deal. Mm-hmm. This is not out of necessity because she needs the job. This is because she wants to do an Aquaman yes, book. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's encouraging, and it feels like she's got mm-hmm. some ideas here from this this first issue. Yeah. Like, no, this is this going to be her run. It feels different, right? So and, and it feels unique to Aquaman. It's not like she's had this idea for. You know, a creator owned, and she's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna plug Aquaman in." Oh yeah, yeah. this feels very unique to Aquaman. It does, yeah. So no, uh, so we'll rate the book, Matt. What are you giving uh, Aquaman forty three? Uh, it's an eight point five. Connor. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I'm gonna seven point five. I will go. I agree with Matt and go with eight point five. Uh, I relate to. It. I, I think I had a really good mood and atmosphere. Uh, and given I only had five new books this week, I'm glad that uh, the new one that was exciting. Uh, well, all on Freedom Fighters, but this was the, the higher yeah. profile one because it was Aquaman and Kelly. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, we'll move on then to Batman 61, Tom King writing Travis Moore on art. You know, I actually just saw someone tweet Travis Moore drawing Stargirl uh, today and it was gorgeous. Anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I have to go and look at that later. Yep. So yeah, Batman 61, uh, aka a Batman book that's really confusing until it clicks what it's doing. <laughs> <laughs> bro i read through this like four times before i got to the end because i felt i was missing pages <laughs> i was like do i need to go get a new one i, like... I read this on the bus and i was like 
what the hell's going on? Joe, Joe, it's funny. Because yeah, obviously this is a part of an arc called yeah, Nightmares. Nightmares. And I'm like, yeah. is this all a dream? Which, by the What's way, Nightmares on? is going longer than most of the arcs have done because uh, the, the, the March issues are still Nightmares. So this is it's going... It's nine issues. Uh, yeah. It's nine issues. They're all one-shots, though, I believe, in some sense. Which is cool, but... So, so here's the thing. What is King doing? This he's a madman. He is a madman. So here's the thing. I I was reading this, and about halfway through, I was like, okay, this is a, a weird, confusing story, which is supposed to be making me go, this isn't right, because we've we've got like the Waynes being murdered, but Batman's investigating the Waynes murder and talking to young Bruce Wayne. You know, we've got these weird things. Yeah, that, that In- very first page. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, the Waynes right. again. Not the Waynes again. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, also- and we said that last week with Detective. Let me finish my point though. So, here's the thing. Halfway through the book, I'm thinking, this is really weird and confusing. It's, it's supposed to be weird and confusing. This is not meant to make sense yet. And I was like, I think I'm going to like this when it when I understand what's going on. But there was that worry that by the end of the book, it was going to have this ambiguous ending where I wasn't really going to... You know, it was going to all be all kind of dreamlike and we won't really know what it really is or what it means. It doesn't do that. You, you get a straight answer. We understand exactly what's happening by the time we get to the end. But I was worried it wouldn't. So, I'm glad that it, it all clicked. The question is... Did you like it when it got to the end and you well, understood what it was? That's another question, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, question, so, but <laughs> the the thing that got me was like, yeah, we have Batman showing up with with Gordon, but Gordon seems he's his age now, not when Bruce was younger. And you get Joe Chill like showing uh, what's the word? Not not sympathy, remorse, I guess. Yeah. Oh, because he talks about the pearls, and you're just like. What is going on here? Yeah, like, and Joe, you know I think it's genius. Is that it's been long enough since issue thirty-eight, which this is calling back to, and that was the one-shot issue where we learned about this this kid Matthew who's obsessed yeah. with being Bruce Wayne. So when it reminds you of that, eventually, and you find out that no, this is him, That's... and most of it's in his head. He, but he he is using this as an excuse. So basically, we find it because he eventually. In the story, you know, the, the Batman's caught the killer, right? And eventually Matthew, or young Bruce Wayne, goes to the prison, but he blades the killer. You know, the guy's trying to apologize, and he blades him in the neck. And then it snaps out of it, and we see that he's actually murdered another inmate, because he's obviously in in a, in a prison right now, because he's, he's, yep. he's obviously what he's been doing. Um, right. And they're going to send him to Arkham, because he's, even though he's a kid, he's so dangerous that they're just going to ship him off there. Um, yeah, because they tell him he, he, he has a, like a... A list of people that he's done this to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, um, the one that got me with the belt, where the, the security guards like, "Oh, are you wearing a belt, little guy?" And you're like, "Wait a minute, I don't care where you go. They make you kid or no, you, you got to take the belt off." Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, I can confirm that. So. <laughs> You know, yeah. Connor's got a dark past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like, Connor. I know what you meant, but it made it sound like, yeah, I spent some time in. Yeah, prison. I spent some. I did some time in juvie. That was the intention. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that the way that he murders that that inmate too. Yeah. Is straight up brutal with a razor blade. Yeah, it's straight up dark. And so it's funny. I uh, that was a really weird issue at the time. Issue thirty eight you know what to talk mm-hmm. about it it was like oh this this weird kid who's obsessed with being bruce wayne um and then coming back to it now um i think it, you know I, I like the issue pretty much i think it maybe went a bit far with the martha and uh thomas things in the face that was a bit too yeah but you gotta give him his ass look right? yeah i suppose i i, I so... guess now we know for sure that it's always him and not actual young bruce because now we always have those scars i think for me this like once it clicked in it's like what the issue was i'm like 
okay, this is at least it makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't really enjoy reading it because as I'm reading it, I'm going, what, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't getting mm. any enjoyment out of it. I was like, all right, I get it. But... but I feel that's the manipulation at play by King. Yeah, but I whatever think these I... have in store. I feel like it went too far for me, to, and it went on too long. Hmm. Where because it's like ninety percent of the issue, right? Oh. And it's like the last couple of pages that it's revealed. I'm like, okay, cool. whatever. So what confused me is the last issue ended with with Thomas Wayne of yeah of yeah. Flashpoint showing up, and so I was like, wait a minute, this this is not how that origin went. Like I thought, like Thomas was going to get up and Bruce was going to get. I was like, oh okay, hmm. well we're revisiting this. Okay, no, that's not what it is. Okay, well, and then it turns out to be this. So now I find out they're all kind of one shots. It makes me wonder what the hell is going on with Batman. I've got a feeling that Batman has been taken by Flashpoint Batman. And I don't think that he's seeing this one specifically, but I get the feeling that. I mean, are we going to go through like, you know, nine stories that effectively don't have Batman in it as a main character? Because Batman's been taken. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm going to have to go and look at some solicits. Because. That, that, this, I mean, this didn't technically have any Batman in it because it was just about the kid. Everything with Batman was just like his made-up you know, story in his head that was justifying right. the murder of this guy, right? Right. Yeah. Are, are they all like that? Is it all focused on different characters? Oh. No. Uh, the um, other thing that... Go ahead. The next issue is is still about uh, this young Matthew. Okay. Okay. So, um, so one shot was maybe not the most accurate. So, so yeah, this... he, he, sixty-three seems to be very different, though. Uh, sixty-three is with Constantine. If of, of all of these, if this whole arc of King's been read is about the taking apart Batman and Bruce Wayne and then reassembling mm. him, I wonder if this is Tom Thomas Wayne's going to go to him and be like, "Yo, this kid can't let out. You just have to take him out." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's Thomas Wayne's all about that. Um, I'm I'm wondering if like all these nightmare issues are all basically setting up other people who are going to be on Bane's side. Like if this kid's ultimately yeah. going to be recruited <laughs> by yeah. Bane. Uh, yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's Bane, this Constantine Bane, Bane, story Bane, set up one of the mythical characters in Gotham that's on Bane's side. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I can just definitely see this because they're all representative of, of Bruce. Like, there's an aspect there. Uh, so. But I, I just want to know why Bane went to Tom and how he got the the Flashpoint Batman. Hmm. Like, there's there's so much here, and normally old me would have been like, "Well, this is BS. I don't know what's going on." But King King's earned it, so I'm willing to see where this goes before. Um, well, no, just just glance at the solicits. You know, I said, "Oh, yeah, it's it's hmm. nine issues. It runs till yeah. 69, but we have the Blake the the break for the Flash crossover uh, with 64 oh, sure. and 65." Yeah. It's okay, not actually so that much longer. No. Okay, so it's actually just like six issues. It's just taking a break off right. for, for two issues. Yeah, uh, that, that makes sense. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah, so which is interesting. It's interesting that to get the end of that cliffhanger, we, we might be waiting until like April, 70? May. <laughs> 70, 70 to seventy four is a storyline called the Fall and the Fallen, and then seventy five is the you know the event that we don't know about yet. Wait, is that still so... nightmares? Well, that's who you just said. No, no. N- Nightmares ends with sixty-nine. Which is what month? Well, I mean, sixty, sixty-four is in. Because I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Gen- I'm pretty sure the March issue still had nightmares in the solicits and in the, in the description. 
they may well have. So how are you, how are you knowing about issues beyond that? Because King tweeted telling us the plan. Oh right, okay. Did well, you not see? Should... Uh, did we not talk about this last week? But yeah, I don't remember what it said though. Damn it! <laughs> Had I read the summary, it, it it's all in the summary. So I'm glad I didn't. Because it gives it all away. Does it? Yeah, I, I just read this. 62 solicit gives it away as well. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm glad I don't read it to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well. So what, what, we're doing grades now? Yeah, we're doing grades. Matt, what do you, what do you give it the book? Yeah. So so as an experience, it, it's kind of high. But as a cohesive story, it's kind of, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah. What are you giving it, Connor? I'm going with a six. It's a weird one. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like these this nightmare little section where we're doing all these sort of like shorter stories are probably going to be really experimental, uh, for you know better or worse. So yeah, I'll probably go with the seven as well. I I, I think I like some of the beats in it. Um, like the art, art's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I just checked the numbers. So March March's solicits go up to sixty seven. So April will mm. be. 68, 69, so May will uh, be when we get back, potentially get back to the other stuff. Assu- assuming we don't get the, the result of that cliffhanger in the middle of Nightmares, because we may, it may like, sort of weave its way into that. But, it could yeah. do, yeah. But I'm kind of um, thinking we don't know, and it makes it weird for this Flash crossover. Is that just set before that cliffhanger, yeah. maybe? Well, maybe that, well, no, because remember he always had that idea, he just didn't have time to write it, so he passed it to, to Josh Williamson. Mm. So I'm wondering if this has to do with the Flashpoint Batman. Because you, you think that, uh, uh, you know, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it's that's related to what Flash is doing, yeah, yep. So, um, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe even with the, the different forces on the Force Quest, um, I am, um, I, I think, I hope the rest of the like this, this one was all really trying to play the mystery, and, and you know, it went yeah. for me, it went too far with the, the bit. Uh, of what it was doing well now we know so presumably next well, issue well, that's what i mean so i feel like it can't do that every every issue you know when it changes his character and does other stuff throughout the time. i don't think it will because i think king does like to do different things like yeah like pete was saying it's going to be a little bit more experimental yeah so, so i'm hoping this is like my least favorite of this arc hmm. uh in which case yeah i mean i can live with it all right, uh so we'll move on then to justice league issue 14 uh james Taylor in the no, it's nice. It's just Snyder. This one, isn't Snyder. It? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's it's co-written. It's co-written. Is it? I I think so because I I noticed when I was reading, the heat Snyder's having a lot of co-writers. No, you're you're right actually. As of, um, as of late. Yeah. Snyder, Snyder and Tynan. Yeah. Interestingly, Tynan's not on the cover credit, which no. is why I thought it wasn't. But he gets yeah. cre- in in the on the title page. He gets credited with words. But him yeah. and Snyder's story. So I'm noticing this a lot more. And I don't know if Snyder's just... Hmm. just. Um, I wonder if this is just because it's double shipping and Snyder keeping up with it and planning his, all the events. He just yeah. needs help. <laughs> it's because he's, uh, he's, he's got a promotion in the works and he's planning for things. Hmm, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so Thanagar Prime, this is where we go to Thanagar Prime. We come back to uh, you know Hot Girl, uh, Jean and John. Uh, and they're, they're on Hot, uh, Thanagar Prime. Yeah, uh, this is the bulk of the issue. This is the bulk. This is all about the start and the end with the, the rest of the team and Starman's head lighting up. But <laughs> but for the most part, and obviously Jaro's call, calling Batman Pop. Uh, he's like, I'm Which tough. I'm tough just I'm like tough you, Pop. pop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Jaro's the best. So, But the main, the main plot is on Thanagar Prime. And so I'm curious, you, you two have been reading Hawkman. 
Mm-hmm. Does any yeah. of this make more sense to you because you've been reading Heartland? Yes, it does. It yeah. does. Interesting. So, okay. so this is how I'm gonna. This is how I settled my brain as I was reading. Timey wimey. Um, <laughs> be, because as we learned in Interstellar, gravity and and space and stuff affect dilation of time. So I feel like through as through travel through, as humanity learned through Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. Let me let me clarify as I learned in Interstellar because <laughs> quantum physics like don't get me. Pete, Pete was talking; he's great in math. I'm the opposite. I, I like how Einstein's relativity just got reduced to as we learned in Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, but like because I feel like Interstellar did a really good job at explaining to me how gravity affects time. Yeah. Do you know what's funny okay. is I, I read uh, uh, the, the Black Hammer mini today or last night, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Star, and that that this this interstellar science was very relevant in that that mini. It was, oh, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> as we know in Hawkman, he's jumping. You know, he's been jumping in through time and space and different, and we know that now because he made that deal in the afterlife. Yeah. You know, to to even out all the lives that he took. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I, I I feel like. Um, Kendra makes a big deal that her and Shea are the same person, so they shouldn't be able to coexist. Well, well let's, let's explain it, this, because we, we kind of jumped ahead. We've not even said that, okay. what's going on yet. So they're on Tiger right. Prime, and Shara Hall shows up, who right. should technically be a previous version of Kendra. Uh, right. And then, of course, at the, by the end, uh, once they realize that Shara's hiding stuff and that uh, the, the, the Martian and the Elder is actually alive, because they said he was dead... Uh, uh, Savage Hawkman shows up, who's Katar Hall, who of course should be yeah. a previous version of Car- so, Carter Hall. Shaira, we haven't we haven't covered any of her stuff in Hawkman yet as to mm-hmm. why she reincarnates. Whereas um, Hawkman, it's established that he is reincarnating across space and time, right? So he can literally be anywhere at any point in time right. so the fact that he can be reincarnated as two versions at the same time is not implausible well no, not just that i feel like we're in a different a different time with this so these are the previous versions no. but through timey-wimey um they're interacting i'm not saying i have a problem with this i but i am going to say that this explanation feels like just a bullshit way of saying this means that any hawk hawkman rare can do any hawkman they want because there can be multiples at the well, same I, time i think it is because <laughs> hawkman's such a a tangled mess of continuity mm-hmm. john's is just kind of going well they they're they're all yeah venditti just kind of went and then venditti's like it. you can do whatever yeah. you want venditti's like yeah they're all correct plus i'm gonna add a kryptonian Plus, I'm going to add a microverse, and of you guys are going to like it. So, um, such a good book. But yeah, but I just I feel like these are I don't want to say versions, but these are them. You know, so just you in a different context. When they've traveled to mm-hmm. Thanagar Prime, mm-hmm. they've slipped into the past, or this version yeah. of Thanagar Prime is stuck in the past, like it's yeah, because it's. Yeah, because they, they talk about that there's the wings around it. Yeah, it's hidden and it, it's out of phase of the yeah. rest of the universe. And so because it's out of phase, they're out of time and they're out of space. So these ones can always, always, I don't want to say occur here, but this is where they are. Yeah. So they are Shira Hole and they are Qatar Hole. And either they've been warped by the Dark Multiverse or they are just going to protect whatever they're hiding 
like it's their life. They don't care who shows up. They don't care if someone claiming to be the next hot girl is there with a Martian in a Green Lantern. Yeah, and also, to be fair to it, that is part of a central mystery of, of what's going on here. Yeah. So it's not like it's a, a huge problem right now. No. It's it's like, no, 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 this is... They're going to give some form of explanation over the arc. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. that confused. This wasn't like Batman where I was having trouble, like, yeah. what the hell's going on here? It was just... Okay. All right. So we have. How is this multiple, no, no, but I just honestly, here's the thing that makes it work. It's because Kendra herself says, "I don't understand why this is happening. This shouldn't be right." She's like a past version of me. Because the character feels that way, I don't feel alienated. Because the character yeah, feels right. that way, it feels like that's how I'm supposed to feel, and it feels that like I'm along with her for the ride, and that's fine. Yeah. Right, well, my favorite beat in this whole issue, though, might be Kendra trying to get Jean to dance, and Jean being like, "Nah." Yeah, Kendra <laughs> being like, "Look, I've reincarnated more times than you can count." I've danced in every civilization. Yeah. Come on, let's let's go do it. I, <laughs> my favorite beat is John trying to figure out why they're off of the the system and what the deal with the Guardians is. Because mm. even though he's told to leave it, you know the soldier and him's like, nah, that's not my mission. Yeah. So Although, also him admiring the architecture that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was cool. Metal. Yeah, it's I like just that. such I like a that small too. beat, but it's like yeah. Course it does. makes sense. I yeah. also like that during the part because the, the emotional scenes between Kendra and Jean talking about the dancing, but also mm-hmm. uh, it's where Jean kind of admits because she says, "Yeah, but what about Miss Martian? She's a Green Martian." He's like, "No, she's not," and she explains, you know, who she is. Uh, yeah. And that, that was the important stuff. I love when they, they call in Jean because Kendra, you know, touches Sierra and she gets like a vision of like the fact that they're lying to them. Um, right. I love that John is just chatting up random alien chicks yeah. <laughs> at the party. He's not even doing anything important. That's all he's, he's trying doing. To, he's, he's, he's trying to he's trying to get information about the the deal with the, the guardians. guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, he's but, chatting up chicks. <laughs> I think that you. I, mean, I think he has to channel Hal though because that's, that's not who John is. Yeah. If, if this was Hal or Guy, mm-hmm. yeah, he's just chatting up the chicks. He he is under the precedent that that he's he's, he's he's pumping for information, but he's just really trying to pump. That's all that's happening. Wow. <laughs> See, I, I, I feel like you are misjudging John as a character. Me too. John I'm just saying, noble. the way he's holding that at Drake and he's chatting up the ladies. John carries a torch for Katmatui, please. He is not trying to get any other alien skirt. Also, I didn't mean to, right. but I kind of hit on a reference to the hit television show Buff of the Vampire Slayer oh, with, with my joke there. Because there's a is great, it even Matt's game? There's a great Sixth. line of dialogue in season six where Spike says to Buffy, you've just come to pump me for information. And then Buffy says... What else would I pump you for? I really just said that, didn't I? Uh, That's a great joke. I, I, oh, I swear, you need a New Year's resolution to stop making these shitty Buffy references. <laughs> never, never. That would, I don't want to say bothers me because it doesn't bother me like it bothers Connor, but the fact that it's just happening in conversation and he's just like, oh yeah, this reminds me of that one time. Because like, <laughs> he's not doing it on purpose, Connor. Like That wasn't planned. Well, that one was. A lot of them are, though. A lot of them I do intentionally. Yeah. Um, if anything, my news resolution will be to fit in two Buffy references per episode. So just no, cut your you chickens. You will alienate our viewers. <laughs> well, I'll keep it one then. Stop complaining. So, oh. um, but no, I, I liked a lot of the character beats in this one. This was a nice change of pace from where we've been because, like, the last issue we all agreed was pretty ungood. Like, oh yeah, the last one was rough. Yeah, and then before that, like, Jordan was fine, but it wasn't like. Hey, like that was fun. Like, I, 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 yeah. I mean, the art was kind of all over the place, and it made me wish that Fraser Irving was on the whole thing. But like, yeah. the, you know, I thought it was a big fun pulp, pulpy event. I had fun with that. So, 
But here also we get some more of of Starman and Star Star yeah, uh, which Daro. worth noting different artists as well. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, because um, different what, different places. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, um, what what I liked about oh, uh, not liked, but what, what I noticed here is that Starman starts to flare up as stuff's happening on Thanagar Prime at the end. It feels like it's linked. It feels like he's you know starting okay. to light up and go nuts because of what's happening in Thanagar Prime. I I also, I also like that Superman comes in and sees that Batman has put. Jaro on on Starman. Honestly, what the hell are you doing? Flips out and rips it off, and and uh, Jaro yells, "My tentacles, hmm. tentaclaws, tentaclaws." Um, and like because of, yeah, they basically say to Batman, uh, his mind has been booby trapped by Lex Luthor for any psychic invasion. Right. So you're linking yourself to Jaro, and then and, and you know by proxy Starman, you're doing serious damage to yourself. I, I do like that. That Batman was like, "Hey Jaro, you're right." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, he checked in. <laughs> so that, that Batman does job. have compassion for sidekicks. He wouldn't have so many if he didn't. Wait a minute. He wouldn't have so many if he didn't. That that's not true. Because he just have one. If he had more compassion for sidekicks. <laughs> I don't know. He'd have he'd have at least three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but no, I I like that that backbot there that ties it there because. Ah. Batman's all upset that the totality got stolen, and and whatnot. So yeah, he blames you know, himself. I He's like, I, I'm the one who let them get to the totality because I couldn't take them out. Even though my arms and legs were broken, he won't accept defeat <laughs> because yeah. he's Batman. <laughs> uh, so that was that. I laid this issue kind of slowed things down a bit. It, it gave us obviously the big cliffhangers at the end, but for the most part, it was just them dealing. Okay, what's going on here in Thanagar Prime? That is just kind of slow down and get cause, there's a lot of little character beats yeah i because yeah. i think one of the, the my main faults with this book at times is sometimes that it's doing so much big shit and spouting so much exposition that it just it needs to cool down and yeah i, yep. I know uh snyder did say it was gonna slow down and yeah. do character moments and yeah there, there's you know sometimes you don't necessarily believe that it could be just yeah um false sense of security till the big thing happens yeah because I, I will say this i will say i don't expect slow moments in uh the the the, the arc in march whatever it was called i can't remember <laughs> sixth dimension uh, no I but that's a, a three issue arc you yeah. tell one big tight story that's fine boom 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 yeah. well, well i think it's a, th- it's a three issue arc because of the covers it could be six and there could be two of those but i mean who knows i mean there could be yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming three because of that yeah which makes sense. It's yeah. a solid logic, but yeah. Uh, but no, it was because it it obviously we have went without like these three characters for the whole last arc, so it was nice to you know, catch up with them again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the fact that what they're doing is really interesting, and it's kind of what I signed on to Justice League for, was all this type mm. of stuff. So it got right back into that groove, and I really appreciate that. It's funny because me and uh, my friend Jared were talking about how you know Justice League's kind of faltering and. It's on shaky grounds with him. Like I can never quit it because the show, you know, it's a flagship book. Mm. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, if this issue's not good, I'm done." And then he read it and messaged me. He's like, "Okay, I'm still in for it right yeah. now." Yeah. Well, I, I don't so, think you you were faltering though, right? Like you weren't. You wouldn't. Have it was one. I wasn't. Issue. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But I wasn't excited. Like it wasn't. Sure, it's like yeah. usually the first book I read, but I'm like. After the Joker issue, well, that, I mean, well, this wasn't ha- the first issue I read. That's what happens you know? after you have a random turd of an issue. You just don't feel that excited yeah. for the next one. But it, yeah. that issue is so strange. It, you know, it was so such a strange issue, and it's weird. Look at you know, this is back on top form. Tinian's just as involved in this 
issue yeah, yeah. as he was. I, I, I feel like that was like a weird issue that was there to keep the double shipping up when they should have just probably taken half a, a month off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. That, it's uh, it. maybe the one thing that we should give Marvel credit for is that they do, you know, uh, three issues over two months. When it needs it. Yeah. yeah, or I, like, well, I, I like to think of it as a three-week schedule. That's not, that's not always true, depending on how it's scheduled, but you know, kind of the idea yeah. you get an issue every three weeks instead of every four weeks. Yeah, the idea that they'll double ship and then single ship, you know, yeah. and alternate like that, and then it means that it doesn't get quite as rushed, but you still get issues at a pretty good pace. Yeah, it feels quicker, but it, yeah, it doesn't feel... Yeah, so that's what it is. Uh, but no, it's a solid issue, uh, Justice League. What are you giving it, Matt? Yeah, <coughs> I'm coming. Uh, it's an eight. It's I, I like the art. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we did that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an eight. Yeah, will you give it a car? Yeah, I'm going with an eight too. I will also give it a straight eight. I think it was solid. Ooh, there you go, trifecta. So that'll take us on to Catwoman number six, Joel Jones, both the writing and art. Uh, this is the end of the first arc, the Copycats arc, uh, and it is almost entirely uh, an action scene of Catwoman going through the mansion to get to the villain, uh, taking out her, her guards or the corrupt cop, her son at one point, who ends up getting accidentally killed um, yep. in the final confrontation. It's a very quick read, this issue, because it is just all action. There's a lot of two-page layouts of Catwoman like, hitting yeah. things. And it looks pretty nice. Like It looks good uh, because of that. Because yeah, Joel Jones is great. Joel Jones, but the story, I was not digging because i had to go back to issue five and remember how that ended mm-hmm. because this didn't feel like that was a, a follow-up like i i know she was going to the mansion and she was upset because it's stuff with her sister but this just felt kind of messy in that way yeah because she got um, captured right and then she broke out at the end of yeah the issue. yeah so yeah does car yeah, count because was... i wasn't sure if he was going no. to he didn't no I, I i looked okay. at it and went i just i don't want to yeah, That's it's kind of this. It's my least favorite of the issues, just because I liked how they built up the villain, um, and I can't even remember her name right now. But um, I, like, here's the thing for for me in terms of why I chose not to read it is, you know, if 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 a book's bad, but I feel like I've got something to say mm-hmm. about it, I'll I'll read it and be like, no, no, no it's it's these things, mm-hmm. but. With this, I just I've not been enjoying it for a few issues now, uh, and you know it's I, I probably only really liked the first couple, and even then I had problems. Um, I just I don't, I don't want to just every issue, which is why I'm I'm probably not gonna read this again. Is it's just I don't want to sit here every issue and just be like, yeah, I didn't really like it. I, don't, I haven't got anything to, <laughs> constructive to add. Yeah, no, and, and that's fair. I just I I have been enjoying it, and this one was just like, yeah, it was just an action scene, but. It felt kind of messy, and I still don't know why the the villain had all the copycat. Like this was called copycats, and yeah. I still don't know why it was, that it, was part of it. It was such a minor part of the overall plot that it doesn't. Yeah. I don't know, understand why it was there either. It, I, I think. I mean, I enjoyed this show well enough because it's just it's mostly just nice art during the action sequence, and mm-hmm. as that, it's pretty solid. Um, and I, I think the the problems I have with it would probably be more of okay if I look at the arc as a whole. What was what did we accomplish in the arc? And I don't know if we accomplished that. I think really. No, and like I like the whole idea of the villain. Like she has this whole drug ring set up as the governor's wife, mm. so she gets away with it under his nose, and then he finds out, and she has to get rid of him. So now she's acting as as governor. Yeah, the, um, the only real plot beat is that now uh, Selena's sister is living with her, and that's it. Yeah, like, that, that is the only thing that they've really well, and, set up. Yeah, and the and the villain's sworn vengeance for the death of her son, and the 
Crooked Cop is in jail. Yes, he's been caught. You know? So, like, yeah, stuff happened, but I just, it doesn't feel consistent with the rest of the story. It almost feels like a rush job. I was like, well, I, I got to tie up these threads, and here they go. Because this, yeah. like, this, this art could have gone on. Yeah, I feel like this should have been at least two issues longer. We should have spent more mm-hmm. time setting up the motivations of the villain, uh, yeah. things like that. It feels kind of, I don't know, very surface level uh, at mm-hmm. its current current point, which is a shame. Because, and, and, you know... Like I say, it wasn't a bad read. It was a quick read. The action looked good. Yeah. Um, I just felt like we really were done with this arc already. It just feels like... Yeah, it, more it wasn't like, so much a bad read as much as a disappointing read mm. you know so and also we we, we found out this week that, that jones is not going to continue to draw it she's only going to be scripting so she's done as of the next issue yeah yeah she'll uh, be off seven art. which is which is kind of why i was here for that so i'll give issue eight the first one that she you know to see where the story goes and if it doesn't kind of ship ship up before that i'm like i was kind of there for the art i'll probably just drop it and Man, Come week three is going to be quiet if if Catwoman gets dropped. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to get really quiet. Um, we really need new books on week three. We do. Uh, so now, um, Matt, what are you rating it? As a five. I'm going to be slightly more positive. I, st- I still think it was a nice read uh, because of I think it flowed well and the art was good. So I'm going to give it a six, but. I think my disappointment with it comes more from just, yeah. wait, that was the arc? That was it? <laughs> like, there wasn't more yeah. to it? And then that's where a lot of my five comes from, because the art is great. Like, it's a great action yeah. sequence. You know, but, you know... Yeah, I mean, you you want um, a good conclusion to any story, though, right? And yeah. If, if, if that lets you down, that can like, well, definitely... Here's, here's the real thing. I don't even think the conclusion's bad. I think it just didn't do enough with the villains before we got to this conclusion. Yeah. Well, like, right. there's, the, the, there's the term stick the landing, and this is... You didn't stick the landing, you landed with a thud. Like, sure, you made it off the building. Uh, well, but... again, I would say, no, the, the, the landing is fine. It just, you jumped too quick. <laughs> you, jumped, sure. you jumped to that, it, that m- landing Missing point half quick. the routine. Yes, you missed half yeah. the routine and just landed. <laughs> it was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. But yeah, oh, I'm, I'm making noises, I'm hitting desks. Uh, but that's yeah. Catwoman issue six. Uh, so yep. we'll see how issue seven is next month uh, and decide from there. Uh, but we'll wrap up the new books this week with a new issue one for a maxi series. Uh, Freedom Fighters issue one, Robert Vendetti writing, or as I've written down with a typo, Robert Venditit, uh, and art by Eddie Barrows, who, of course, uh, I know so mainly you from didn't... some detective comics. Yeah. That's not a typo, that's just his name on Earth X. Oh, is it? So, yeah. <laughs> did it. This yes, is a doc- yeah. yeah, this is a documentary from Earth X. So. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so this starts off uh, with flashbacks to the original Freedom Fighters all being wiped out by Nazis. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you say it starts Nazis. off. It's like three quarters of the issue. Yeah. Oh, sure. I, I guess just in the sense that like, when I think of this book, I think of that as the, the, the prelude to the main story because that's where it really starts is after that. Well, see, this is the thing. I agree, In terms of the book as a whole as you know the story mm. the 12 issue story i agree but in terms of this issue i feel like it's dominated by that prelude section i felt that's the main well, bulk of the issue well i don't so, actually disagree so, with that i'm just summing up the thing carter i'm just yeah so i feel like yeah ginger God, shit damn it so i just i just feel like i got done with this book and i was like oh okay that's it like because it felt like it was just getting going like pete was kind of hinting at yeah, like yeah. well the first good part of it is is setting up the original freedom fighters but where it leaves off it's it's uh, a nice know, I, jump it's, 
as someone who's not that familiar with these characters, right? I actually kind of yeah. appreciate that it killed them all off halfway mm-hmm. through and said, no, we're starting from scratch again, but we're going yep. to introduce you to all these new versions. And that's what the book's going to be. As as long as we get more plastic men. Plastic men, yes. The, 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 with the, the SS. The, yes, the SS plastic men. Uh, that was good. So here's the thing. I, I did not like Vendetti's Green Lantern. I did not like Vendetti's Flash. I tried Vendetti's Hawkman a couple of issues, and it was okay, but you guys liked it way more than I did. Yeah. I dropped it. I actually think this is the the issue I've liked the most that I've read from Vendetti. Uh, and I think it's because it took the time to just kind of... I, I like how decompressed this is, uh, mm-hmm. bizarrely, where I feel like it was going at a pace where he wasn't just throwing ideas in. It felt like it, it moved at a natural thing. Because um, it obviously jumps ahead to... to is, is it present day or it's close to present yeah. day? Yeah. Yeah, it's present day. Yeah, because you know they're celebrating this uh, the, the 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 Black Friday massacre, whatever it was called, where they yeah. killed all the freedom fighters. Uh, so this is this is where I can tell Venditti's probably had this idea for a mm. long time because it is so well developed in in points in American history. Mm. So this is an alternate history where where the Nazis have won World War Two. They they've slowly taken over the United States, and it's in 1963, November 22nd which is the day that Kennedy got assassinated. So it's still a black day in history, but this is a day that mm. where it seemed like the, the not the Freedom Fighters team, but like the last bastion of freedom died and the Nazis were able to get their... It's, their it's like they kind of put in this, that's the day that America properly died. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, here, and so, <laughs> so, yeah. I, so what's funny is that I, I, can't, I went into this not expecting to like it because it was in day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came out being like, you know what, that wasn't bad. I'll, I'll try a shoot too. <laughs> I came yeah. out feeling kind of positive. Yeah. <laughs> so, as, as we all know how I feel about these, Nazis are the best villains because they're so easy to hate. Like, go check out our Overlord review. I always feel like that yeah. for, <laughs> for, for, for a lot. Um, and whatnot. And I just like hear what he did with this alternate history. Like, he makes Jesse Owens, who, you know, beat out Hitler's, you know, sprinter. Yeah. at the olympics yeah. in the 30s before world war ii kicks off well now he's the, like the central figure of the resistance and you know in, in the past and then when we jump to the future you get this this whole idea like that legacy still lives on but it's an undercurrent and like yeah. we can't openly talk about this so when they do attack you know and you see like the nazi officers in the neighborhoods and they confiscate a baseball because that was america's pastime and now it's not. Yeah, um, and of course, there's all like, there's all these little things that just work. And it all culminates with the new freedom fighters of this new generation showing up and kind of assassinating the uh, the some of these officers who were involved in yeah, the, the commandant. Original. Yeah, um, and yeah, so we get these new versions, and it's like, oh, here's here we are. It's not doll man. It's doll women. Uh, we've got the human, human bombs still here, uh, and it sets up these new new characters so yeah and and they're on the lookout for uncle sam which i always like the idea of uncle sam being this idea yeah given given like physical form so he can I, so like he we we see him take out some some nazis right the, the plastic mm. men yeah and then he obi-wan's out and, yeah and so oh my god obi-wan as yeah that's perfect connor he does. He just vanishes in the clothes yeah. falls yeah. to the floor. And it yeah. ends with the cliff fire as like, a, as like a Nazi sentinel coming for the Freedom Fighters. Yeah. Looks like the Iron Giant, which pisses me off, which I think is what the point is. You know? <laughs> How just... dare you corrupt that that beautiful creature? So, yeah. yeah. 
I was surprisingly into this. I was not expecting to like this, and it was kind of like, yeah, stop that. It's kind of so. Yeah. I, I was telling Pete before we uh, before we we signed on to do all this. Uh, I, I was reading a wiki article just to, to you know familiarize my right. And so we all know that me and Pete really enjoyed the Justice League of China and and mm. Superman. Well, it turns out Keenan's father's team, the Freedom Fighters of China, were loosely based on the Freedom Fighters characters. Um, you know, so the human bomb, he was a human firecracker and, and straight on up, which mm. never would have realized, mm. uh, which is, again, I, uh, Yang I is... The human bomb is, is really interesting as a yeah. power. It's like, okay, you know, you touch something and it explodes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's because yeah, at one point when they're being attacked in the past, uh, it's because the, the, the plastic men hands. are trying to like touch his arms together. He's like, no, if my mm-hmm. hands touch, I'm going to blow up. That's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah. So this is interesting. I, yeah. I I I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued enough to check, which is good because you know there's only five six books on a week three. So yeah. Oh, I'm I'm so down with this. I was down from the time it was announced, and now with the first bite. Yeah. I'm and I like Eddie Barrow's yeah. art. I think the evil plastic men uh, looked quite good, especially. I thought um, they looked pretty good. I, I, I do wish we had... I, I, I think Barrow's is good, and especially for the the present-day stuff, you know, where it's you know a little bit more colourful. It's not doing the, hmm. here's the 60s look. I think he's great for that. I would have loved a different artist to really lean into the horror, even more, of those hmm. plastic men. Yeah, sure. Early on, uh, I mean the the good, the German accents were were bone chilling enough the way they're written out. So yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's like the the panel where it's you know the the mouth opening up wide. I'm like, yeah, that looks pretty good, but I can imagine that by some other eyes being phenomenal, mm-hmm. like that concept. Um, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Uh yeah, what are you giving it, Matt? Oh, so this was an eight point five as well. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed this. Okay. Connor, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a it's a seven. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with a seven. Which it was more than I was expecting. I was expecting not to like this. Uh, but hey, sometimes you try things you may not like because sometimes they'll surprise you. Uh, it was okay. I mean, maybe maybe I'll go downhill. Maybe I'll just not like issue two and it'll just quickly fizzle out for me. But issue one wasn't bad. I actually, I'm yeah. kind of into. It. I'm kind of into the, the resistance and fighting the Nazis. Let's do it. Um, all right. So that takes us on to the punishment picks for the month. So we're going to start off with Connor with Red Hood Outlaw issue twenty seven, Scott Lobdell and Pete Woods. <laughs> he uh, just answer me this real quick. Is he still carrying the the crowbar? Um, Wait, actually, hold on. No, but he's not in costume in this issue. Before we move on, I should explain what the punishment issues are. I should always do that at the start of this section. So, on patreon.com slash mailfuzztv, um, there are tiers where you can make me and Connor read books uh, at a higher price. And that is what these are. So, if you go to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv, uh, you have the option of doing that. And Connor has two to do, I have one to do. Uh, so, Red Hood's the, the first one. I will say both the regular cover and the variant cover are him with the crowbar. Um, but I don't recall it appearing. Like I said, I think he's not in costume at all, all issue. Uh, I don't believe. Uh, so no, no crowbar action. Um, this issue is, the, this is very clear from the first page what this issue is. This is the issue where he finds out about Roy. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's very focused on, in that sense. Uh, you know, it it starts with him leaving a, a voicemail uh, for for Roy, and then 
cuts back uh, a couple hours before. I don't know. Um, and he's in a. He goes into this diner, and some guys are dicks. So he starts a fight, hits them with the you know the, the coffee jar and stuff like that, you know, like the, the glass pot. Um, and then some you know huge dude shows up and is about to to clobber him, and he falls down, and Bruce is there. It's just taken out with like two fingers. And he's like, oh, hey, we should probably talk. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, you know your friend Roy. Shit kind of happened. Oh, um, God. Yeah, and th- th- there's a bit of a debate about what happened with Penguin, because if you recall, um, Jason shot Penguin. Um, and Bruce is like, yeah, yeah, you're never, you're never coming back to Gotham. You know, you're not, you're not even going to Arkham. You're just, you're never coming back to that city. Um, he goes, but Cobblepot didn't die yet, so technically you didn't break the deal that we had, even though you tried. So, tiny bit of leniency. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. People, people like this book. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. The, the art's great. Pete Woods is, is really good. Um, yeah. It's a very minimalist style for the most part. Uh, you know, lots of block colors and, and stuff like that, but it looks good. Um, and basically, you know, uh, they, they hug it out. Jason's like, hey, you know, I know, I know you hate me. And Bruce is like, no, I don't hate you. You're, you're a dick bag. Uh, what is it? He goes, you, you can be an insolent bonehead. Do you need an occasional kick in the ass? Yeah, I don't deny it. At the end of the day, I've got your six, and I know you have mine. Uh, you know, they hug it out, and you can see them. It, they're, they're, obviously, they're in sippies here, and then the, they're in the they're out in the rain. So in the puddle, you can see their costumes and the reflection. And uh, that's the issue. You know, he he walks off into the rain and leaves a voicemail for Roy. Again, I will, gonna... I will add in my theory here again that. Roy is the only one who actually dies in Heroes in Crisis because it's the only one who's actually rippled into the other book. Everyone else yeah. is in a simulation. Everyone else has not actually happened, but Roy's actually dead. Yeah, it does feel like Roy is dead, though. This is the third book that it's affected. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You've had Green Arrow, yeah. Titans, Titans, Green Arrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. Um, and then Roy goes off to this, is in this little town, and he's like, oh, goes into the you know, get a hotel room, whatever it is, and someone's scoping him out, and they're like, you know, they. They can see his costume. They've got X-ray vision of some sort, maybe. I don't know. They can tell he's got his costume uh, under, uh, yeah, underneath the stuff that he's wearing. And they're like, "Yeah, we've probably got a problem." Uh, but don't know who they are. They're just on over, over a radio talking to their right. their boss. Uh, so that's where it's going next. Well, uh, good news is, Connor, is that to make up a top five at the end, you can include this because nope, it's not. It's not from this week. Doesn't count. <laughs> We could bend the rules just this one so you can uh, get your favourite book no, no, no. on there. No, no we're not. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, you done? You rating it? Uh, it's a four. It's, it's not the worst issue because it's... I mean, Jason's not being a total dickbag all issue. Uh, Bruce feels a bit out of character being like, eh, I mean, you did shoot Cold Pot in the face. You did try and murder him, but I mean, I guess you technically did. They don't give out Nobel Prizes for attempted fusion. <laughs> I feel like you're defending Bruce here. No, uh, I, I just wanted I, to be that. It's an old substance line. I just wanted to. I just, I just don't want to. I don't appreciate the insinuation, though. That was, uh, what's his face? Bob. Sideshow Bob. Yeah. Uh, that was his line. Those are always the best episodes. Uh, I haven't seen a Simpsons episode in over 15 years, but I remember that episode quite vividly. Uh, yeah. 
Moving on, uh, I have Hawk and Dove issue 7. The penultimate issue in the New 52 Hawk and Dove. I, I am both terrified uh, and excited. Excited to end this stupid run. <laughs> Nightwing next. Terrified as to what will be replacing it, uh, what Tyler will, will enforce upon me. But, um, yeah, so... So, this, this is Rob Layfield, uh, once again, writing and art, uh, as you do. <laughs> no feet whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's it's just nice hearing that Layfield on everything, and I'm not reading it. Yeah, I think about Layfield, from what I understand, he's a very nice guy, but I feel his creative juices have run dry, you know, so... A long time ago. So... Yeah. This issue starts with... They're in a nightclub for some reason. Dove apparently has been going out and in, in, uh, clubbing every night and getting drunk. And Hawk's basically been acting as a bodyguard because he doesn't really want to go. Um, the opening page spread has Dove in a skin-tight dress that is as small as humanly possible. Oh, jeez. It is atrocious. Absolutely New 52. <laughs> Rob Layfield. Uh, <laughs> but yeah so basically some guy tries to hit on her uh, Hank gets pissed comes up and punches him and does it. I could take care of myself when, when he pulls her out of the club uh, and he's like you know every night it's the same thing Dove club after club each night the same bad music the same fruity drinks I can't watch it and I'm like have we really did a plot here where Dove's going out clubbing every night because she can't get over the fact that dead man dumped her like I, I don't <laughs> Or she dumped it, man. Who dumped it? I can't remember who dumped it. Uh, well, that's a good It was time. mutual, Pete. <laughs> oh, dear. So they're basically arguing. It gets deflated really quickly, though, where Hank just says, you know, I really care about you, Dove. That's all this is. And then he's like, oh, that's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me in a long time. <laughs> uh, I'll cool my heels, I promise. Hug. And then out of nowhere, a, a, a harpoon hits, hits Hank. Mm. A harpoon hits high. He's not a whale, though, so that's weird. Uh, so, the, so they hawking dove up, and they go up to the roof to to confront this uh, would be assassin. It is a, a character who is only referred to as the hunter, and he has an awful costume. He's got an eye patch. Uh, he's got. He a... better just be Captain Ahab. If he's not Captain <laughs> Ahab, I'm gonna be pissed. He's got. It is kind of a pirate-looking top he's got, where it's just kind of open, and like most of his chest and like abdomen are actually on display. It's just it's kind of ugly and stupid. I'm imagining a massive Layfield chest, uh, <laughs> Captain America. So they basically, well, honestly, most of the issue is them fighting. Uh, he cuts off uh, Hawk's fingers uh, of one hand. Now Hawk will regenerate them because of his healing factor, but uh, he's, he's lost his fingers for a bit. Basically, he's there to steal uh, the, the, the talons of Hawk and some hair of, of Dove, uh, you know, as he refers to it as her feathers. He cuts off a little bit of her feathers because his employer, uh, whoever hired him for this, wants those items. It sounds like a witch's brew. Yeah, but he tries to kill him anyway, and it's actually out of nowhere, because I, I never even realised there was a third party that shows up until the reveal of who it is. Because he gets smacked from behind off panel and you don't really see it. And I thought it was just Hawk or Dove. And Let me guess, it's Kestrel. And he, and you know, so he, he teleports out there with his fancy bracelet. And then we have this person who's got a purple streak in their hair. And despite the fact that she's wearing a hoodie, 
the boobs still how somehow are still like completely fully formed and like as if it's like skin tight. Like I don't know how you do that with what's clearly supposed to be a baggy hoodie. You but... buy the hoodie about six sizes too big, <laughs> and then you have double sided tape on the inside. I'm I'm just gonna like I don't know if the camera will adjust to this, but well I'm gonna just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. Obviously, the audio people aren't getting none of this. Uh, I, I, yeah, I can, see you, I can just barely. Yeah, it, it's, it's really bad. God, that's that is 2011 in one image. <laughs> and my favorite part is is they don't even match. The right boob is clearly bigger on the left boob, and that's obviously, hey, that happens. That happens it, it does happen, but it, visible through a hoodie. No, probably not. <laughs> Um, anyway, so she's like, avatars, our time is short, we must escape. And they're like, who the hell are you? And she's like, I'm Zyra, servant of Horus, follower of the Hawk. <laughs> the hunter acts in the interest of Dayak, who <laughs> they who oppose the Hawk and who follow him, <laughs> another strike is imminent. And then, you know, she teleports them away, uh, or they run away rather, and for some reason, Dove is just coming out of a shower and her, like, her bathrobe's open, so we're getting, you know, cleavage and bra. Uh, why is she even wearing a bra out Hell yeah! I, don't know. I mean, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> so, she goes on for about five minutes, this, this new character about Dayak and, and the, 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 the Zyra and, the, and all these things. <laughs> I'm going to take that name serious because it sounds like you're just, like, extending the word dick. <laughs> Dayak. Yeah, for for the record, it's D apostrophe Y A K. That's how you spell this. Diak. Diak. Yeah. Diak. Sounds like Tommy Wiseau. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it would be Diak, yeah. right? Diak. Yeah, I like Diak. I like Diak though, because it sounds like Diak. No, Jack. I, I agree, but it would be Diak, right? Like Diak. Diak. Whatever. Divic. Who cares? Which is Yiddish for <laughs> demon. <laughs> Uh, uh, the fallacy of the book is that uh, the, 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 the assassin, the hunter, goes back to this, this wizard dude who hired him. Uh, and he's pissed because you weren't supposed to kill them. You were, you know, you, you, you obviously didn't do that, but he was trying to, right. despite the fact that he was only hired to retrieve these, these items. Uh, and he's like, no, 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 no. You can't kill them because the promise, the prophecy must happen. The prophecy that have foretold that it, the hawk will kill the dove. And that's a cliffhanger, as it was a prophecy that Hawk's going to kill Dove. Oh, I can't not wait until I hear how this goes. Well, there's only one issue left, so, I mean... I know, I said I can't not wait, Pete, so, <laughs> meaning I don't care. It has to be addressed next issue, or it goes nowhere. Oh, good lord. Yeah, not surprisingly, this was garbage. Um, the, the, the opening with the club just felt tacky for, for no reason, it felt random as well. And then they patch things up super quick in a really unnatural way through dialogue. And then there's a random harpoon. All of this just feels out of nowhere. That sounds like the best bit. And then, and then, then a woman just shows up saying she's got a weird name and she's like, she's one of the horrors who follows the hawk. And I'm just like, what is this yeah, shit? Yeah, so like, there's there's a term people like use on the internet called Jeff's position, which is when, when uh, Jeff Johns would just put in exposition in like narrative boxes and whatnot. Like I'm getting caught up on, on JSA mm -hmm. like issues I haven't read in forever. And there's a, a wildcat issue, which is one of John's first by himself. 
and it's like full of that. Oh, is that but, the one where he's on his own and the the, the villains yeah, team is like invading the, the, the mansion it. or whatever? Johnny Sorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was a great. That was a good issue. Yes, like it was. And so, and I, I can see how Jeff position like it bothers some people, but being such a John's fan, that's just part of his writing style to me. That, that, I'll rather much take Jeff's position than what Pete just described. I, I think this is what I think people who complain about uh, the John stuff. Uh, like mm-hmm. think of it as this is what I imagine they feel when they when they complain about it. Yeah. I, I think exposition's tricky. It's it's if it's enjoyable to read, it's fine. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, it's like okay, how does it flow? But uh, no, that, this was like four new names just hit me in one board balloon. Yeah, <laughs> like boom, boom, boom. I was like, whoa, slow down. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's like a two out of ten. This was terrible. Art was bad. Uh, the, the, all the women are all wearing ridiculous things, or even when they're not like a hoodie's not ridiculous. A hoodie's like the most conservative-looking thing you could be wearing, and somehow they're still tits popping out the panel. So, no, it's bad. It's bad. So, yeah. speaking uh, of terrible. Oh, here we go. Curse of Brimstone issue eight. Justin Jordan, Eduardo Pansica. On you go. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say this started off by putting me in a bad place through no fault of its own, actually. Okay. Like, I'll, you know, but. I opened it up and it was, you know, obviously from a couple of months ago and it had the advert for Batman and the Outsiders and I went, oh, that doesn't exist. At least, yeah. Because, you know, it, it's, it's, it goes new ongoing series beginning in December. I'm like, no, it didn't. <laughs> Damn it. I think that should have been this week, actually. Yeah. That would have been a nice book Given to have something... this week. Yeah. But, you know, not this book's fault. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what happened in the last issue of this book at all. <laughs> that it, makes two of us, but I didn't read it. So yeah. oh. I, I read it. I spoke about it. I have no idea what happened. And this, I only know that something must have happened that I know about that I should remember because this says part two in the, in the, title, in the credits. Or it should say part two. It's a horrible font and it looks more like part Z. Um, but, you know. Maybe I'm it assuming is. Assuming that's part a two. <laughs> Which would be impressive, given that it's issue eight. <laughs> ah, numbers don't matter. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm distracted because Matt's got a Godzilla cup, and I was appreciating the Godzilla cup. Yep. Rather than listening yep, to Connor. Yep. Hold, hold after, it up. After that trailer, it. after that fantastic trailer the other week, I have been drinking out of this cup almost exclusively. So it's just coming up. Uh, it's a big tail. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. So, yeah. it, you know, when, when when they sell the collectible cups and they're nice quality, I have to pick them up. Uh, I have an Avengers one that's still somehow, that's six years old, but is, is still in good condition. So My theory doesn't sell collectible oh. cups for the movies. That sucks. Yeah. I, I'd buy some. No, mine just does the little toppers, and they're like, yeah. you know, you get like oh. to go on the, yeah, they're, they're yeah, shit. Yeah. I, I remember when Black Panther came out, I think it was Black Panther, they were selling collectible popcorn tins. And I was like, I kind of want that, but what am I ever going to do with it? See, the cups I'll drink out of again. Yeah. I, cause yeah, you know, I don't make a popcorn at home, though. It's like, funny because someone, uh, not in comics specifically, but someone was asking me about us having a P.O. box where they could send us stuff. Yeah. Um, and I looked into it. P.O. boxes are quite expensive. We, we, are, we are nowhere near the point, especially since we don't have to have a separate one. But um, the only thing we could do is like you, you can send things through Amazon to people, but I think it has to be on our wish yeah. list. It's kind of weird. I don't know if you can just buy things and say tie it to this person's wish list address. No, you have to put it on. You, they have to tell you, "Hey, put this on your wish list." 
I mean, I'll make yeah. a wish list if people want a wish list, but I mean, yeah, me too, guys. Thing. I like getting stuff, you know. <laughs> hey, it's stuff, stuff is fun. This season, yeah, we like, should have done this weeks ago. People are gonna send us Christmas presents. Why, why didn't you mention yeah. this before? Because I, uh, I never thought of it. It was just people talking asking about PO boxes, and I was like, people want to send us stuff, and you didn't tell us. See, I'm getting to the age where presents are more difficult because if there's something I want, I just yeah. buy it for myself. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I told my wife, I was like, I like opening things. So if you just want to buy something small, throw it in a box and wrap it up. I will be just as happy to open it. That's what I said to, to, to She was like, she said, I don't know what to get you. you. If you want something, you just buy it. I'm like, well, yeah. But just yeah. get whatever. Like You you, you know what I watch, read, I'm drink. Never... Just, just buy me something. I, buy that. I, I had my feelings hurt on my birthday when my wife were... Because, of course, we went on a trip, right? Mm-hmm. But she didn't have anything for me to open on my actual birthday. And I got kind of sad. I was like... <laughs> I, uh, I accidentally this, opened this a hard. present early. Because yeah. it, it, it arrived. And I didn't realize it was a present. I am very happy with it. <laughs> I will say. Good. Uh, you will Isn't see it on display the, in the, the next most, few weeks. The uh-huh. most Connor's ever a child is where a present comes in. And he's just like, oh, what's an oops? I, I opened it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What a shame. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyways, uh, you, Brimstone. This book's uh, great. Oh, yeah, Brimstone. I suppose I should. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me I'm, I'm watching hockey in my lap Connor's not talking about Brimstone and Pete's doing yeah. something else so it's oh, I remember what it was actually someone great. someone wanted to send Connor Star Trek ornaments for his tree that's what it was oh, that's oh yeah that's what it was that's why, that's why the subject I, of the fuel box came up I was just trying to remember yeah. what it was it, it was a whole thing and uh, yeah. Amazon let me down mm. <laughs> but yeah so <laughs> this issue there's a woman who has a blind? She's like presumably blind. She's got a blindfold on with a like a, a crescent moon over it. Just a, is it to... Destiny from X Men. No, okay. no, it's not. Isn't it Tyrion um, from Avatar? She's not anyone. She's some <laughs> some being from another dimension, maybe. Uh, but yeah, basically, there's all these people who are going to be sacrifices to her. She th- th- it seems like she's some sort of god. She's got a feud with the you know the, the salesman and the. The Home Office is that what they were called in that organization? She got a few of them. Mm. Basically, she's like, oh, they they think that, that to use the power they should give it to people and you know like you know like, like they do with their agents like Brimstone is, and it's like and and she was like, oh, I told them it'd come back and you know someone would fight and use it against them. I don't know why they did this, the idiots. I just kept it for myself and do what I want. So Brimstone's like, well, fine, I'll just burn everything, and then nothing burns, and she's like, yeah. Do you want to try again? Uh, yeah, that that's half the issue, basically. Um, FF first, you don't succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, something's going on with the with the sister. She's got something in her arm, like the she refers to it as a rot. Um, this this blind. I'm gonna call her a witch. She's not really a witch, but I'm gonna call her that. This blind witch she calls it a rot. She's like, and and she basically starts using this to blackmail uh, Brimstone. It's like, hey. If you do, if you come work with me and do what I say, I can I can fix your sister. You know, it'd be cool. Um, so all I need you to do is just sacrifice all those people and kill them for me. Um, and he's like, "All right then." Uh, the sister's like, "No, don't do it. Don't sacrifice all those people to save me." And he, and he does it anyway. And uh, yeah, the the witch is is all cackling that you know, "Oh, you're mine now." Uh, but then they weren't the sacrifice. You were. And the sisters run away and got in the car and driven off because she's terrified that he's not Brimstone. He's not, well, he's not uh, Joe. That's his name. He's not Joe anymore. He's just Brimstone. 
um, and she's scared of him, so she's run away. Do you know, do you know what's funny? Like you, you're telling these brimstone issues every month. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in a single issue of this book, and I will not remember any of this next week or next month either. I didn't remember the last <laughs> issue this month, and I read it. <laughs> It all just goes out. I yeah, remember the odd thing say, from Red Hood, but not this. <laughs> yeah, you know when they say like uh, that teaching someone something is a really good way to learn because you have to know it. Sure. I'm mm-hmm. I am teaching you this issue. I don't know it any better. It's still bullshit. <laughs> the art is fine. It's 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 still way too scratchy, um, way too orange. Like I get that that's <clears> a theme, but. When they're all ginger and then there's fire everywhere, all the time, it's just overwhelmingly orange. Well, this is ending in March, so you... yeah, I'll be I'll be a couple of issues behind. Plus, it's yeah. an annual, so I mean, you'll be going to be June or July, probably. Yeah, this, yeah, probably. And then and then Tyler's going to have to replace that with something. I mean, he could just replace it now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Right. Hey, it goes both ways. It goes both ways. You try to convince him to give me just, Nightwing. I'm going to give, convince him to give you Nightwing. I, you don't have to make me read this next month. You could, you know, New Year, new book. Give him something worse. Something that'll make him shake in his boots like a Bendis book. Oh, don't. <laughs> you know, this... you, you should just do one better and make it a Bendis book, but not Superman. One of his, you know... Jinx World books. Let's no, go right count. now. They don't count. You got it's got it's got to be DC Universe. Is that a rule? Did we establish that rule? I'm establishing it now. No, it's Jinx World is DC right now though. Like no, cover. No, no, no. Because uh, we, we don't we don't talk about all the Vertigo books on here. No, no, no. We, 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 um, we do if I remember right, you talked about you talked about uh, Sandman when yeah, it came yeah. out. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. The only reason I don't talk about Vertigo it. books is because time and money are both factors in life, and we can't. And also. <laughs> To be fair, Sandman has a distinct link to the DC universe with, through a lot of characters. Um, you don't know that Scarlet's not showing up in Superman because you won't read it. So I would hear about it. it. Scarlet, Scarlet could be a member of Leviathan. We don't know. I would hear about it. <laughs> Connor's like, shit, he's right. I would know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, this is like a two, by the way. This issue. Oh, it's a two. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's a two. Well, with that bombshell, we can move on to the final part of the show, which is picking our favourite stuff of the week. Although, just may reply, I forgot to mention this in the uh, the, the solicits news. Uh, we got our first image of uh, Arkham Knight in continuity. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. Oh, that, uh, looks all right. Is that a big deal? Uh, well, it was in the video game Arkham Knight. Uh, and what's funny, though, so spoilers for the video game Arkham Knight, if, if, you, if you weren't aware of this. So... Arkham Knight, from the get-go, we said, this is kind of like, you know, Jason Todd coming back as Red Hood. And kind of the big reveal in Arkham Knight is that halfway through, or two-thirds through, or whatever, uh, it actually turns out to be Jason Todd. And when the, the night part of his helmet comes off, it turns into the Red Hood sort of dome. And it becomes Red Hood. I have to imagine that's not what we're doing now, though. Well, this has to be a new character. No. Oh, Matt, you might have come. Matt's gone, Matt. Um... I kind of hope it is and just go screw it that red hood version doesn't exist anymore let's I, try again i feel like someone like hush is a good guess i feel like yeah i could see mm-hmm. it being uh who else have we had that could end it's up the, it's this matthew kid he's, he's just aged a decade <laughs> i wouldn't be adverse to that if, if it was king's book oh. i'd agree with that but since it's tomasi doing it i'm going to assume it's not yeah no i i agree i just yeah right out there 
So we'll see. I don't know, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, anyway, so yeah, favorite stuff of the week. So we pick our favorite uh, cover of the week, art of the week, uh, panel slash moment in our top five books. Although this week it'll be scraping uh, for top five because we've not a lot of books. I weirdly I read five. Yeah, so you can. Just I, I only read four, so I'm gonna do top four. <laughs> so we'll start with panel slash moment, Matt. What are you? What you got for this? Yeah, so mine is the the and uh, Justice League. Where they go to Thanagar mm-hmm. and you see like the, all the architecture and stuff, and, and John's admiring that as an architect because of that metal. That, that was a really nice moment. Cool, Connor. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of standout big moments this mm-hmm. week, um, so it's it's all in the, the smaller moments. I, I'm gonna go with a uh, you know Batman checking on Jaro and Jaro being like, "Oh, I'm tough pop." Cool, yeah. cool. Uh, some gorgeous mm-hmm. Aquaman page. I'm actually gonna go with a moment from Freedom Fighters because. It worked really well for me in the sense that I didn't really know what was happening. And it's when the American flag behind like one of the guys starts to form a hand. And I'm like, what's going on? And it's the, it's the page before yeah. the reveal of the plastic men. But I was like, oh, that's actually kind of creepy. What's going on? I was like, oh, it's, it's the evil plastic men. That's kind of cool. Mm, so, that's pretty good. I like that moment. Uh, so, best cover of the week. I'll jump in first. Matita's Batman cover wins. I will accept no other answers. Thank you. And well, I'm, I'm throwing in the Cesar Justice League cover. Yeah. So, what? I just looked at that. It's not Sega, it, though. What? It is. That's the, that's the variant cover that it's it. supposed to be. Yeah. That's the one that I assume is in shops. For whatever yeah. reason, this, this comic solid version has a J. Lee cover. The credits page has the, has the, the Cedric I, cover. I have no idea it's, what the Cedric cover looks like. Um, well, Pete, you, go, up, go up and look at it, because right. it is glorious. Yeah, oh, if, you, if you go on a previews, you'll see it now. It's there. Previews, this okay. It's not like it was replaced last minute. This is the variant cover. I'm choosing it because it's great. This needs to be a poster because I need it on that wall. Right that there. is a hell of a poster. Right, yeah. You have looked at the Matina Batman cover though, right? We're not just discounting that. It's very that. good. It's very yeah, but good. It's not, but it's, it's a not Cedric Batman. drawing the Justice League. Like, this, this is the Justice League complete with Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. He's not even and on the team. Cyborg, I mean, that's like saying I'm, that's me with my phone. It's just the way you get around. So I'm finding it. I'm finding it. It it looks like an homage to the Justice League cartoon show, like yeah, m- one of theirs. Why is Cyborg there though? He's not on the team anymore. I don't know. It's weird. It says it felt like it. Um, it's good. It's very good. I'm still picking. I'm a Connor. Right that that's my pick. If I was, I was gonna bring that up uh, after seeing it, but I'm glad Connor did. So uh, I'm, I'm going with uh. Batman, but yes, this is definitely Batman's very good as well. Definitely solid. I mean, it, it's a it's a Matina Batman yeah. cover. I've seen about twenty of them. Also, also, um, I know you guys like Art Germ more than or Art Germ, whatever. His yeah, name is. the the Catwoman. This guy, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I like that's that good. it's in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. You know, so. I do like it. It's that's probably my second choice, to be honest. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so uh, best art of the week then. Um, where are you going with Matt? Oh. Uh, um, Aquaman, so mm. good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going with Aquaman too. <laughs> Connor, Justice League. Fair enough. Fair, Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, Justice League. Like Chung finally came back, and yeah. barely did like two pages. Yeah, it's okay though. <laughs> yeah, he did. A, he did a few pages at the start, and a few at the end. Only one at the end, did he not? I mean, I, I think it was yeah, two. It's bookended. It like did, did, did two at the start. I'll just and say, the end, like, he, oh, no, you're right. You're right. It's one. So three pages he did. Yeah, after not being on the book for like several issues. A while. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I'm just saying. He was the advertised first like artist. And he's he's done like two yeah. issues and three pages. But, yeah, but that stuff was still good. But all and but all the stuff on uh, on on Thanagar looks fantastic. Yep. Uh, all right. So best uh, top five. Well, we're on top five now. So uh, Matt, what are you doing? One Aquaman. Two Freedom Fighters. Three Justice League. Four Batman. Five Catwoman. Connor. Uh, Justice League, Aquaman, Freedom Fighters, Batman. I'm putting Aquaman at number one. I will put Justice League at number two. I will put... Um, I'll put Freedom Fighters at number three, Batman at number four, and then Catwoman at number five. Mm-hmm. And that's everything I read. So, <laughs> there you no, go. Not, not much disagreement, really, between us. Not particularly, no. no. So... There you go. Weird week. Weird week three week. Although next week is even weirder because next week is your annual number three uh, where we pick our favourite stuff of the year. We talk about best artist, writer, top books, top series, some top single issues, that kind of thing. We'll also have a a section as well about books from non-DC. Like we said at the start and in the middle, uh, patrons at the $1 tier and up. So you don't have to be a $5 patron, you have to be a $1 patron. You can submit your own picks for the awards, and we'll do. Uh, you get, it's like a point based system where if you put in your top five books of the year, number one gets X amount of points, and then two gets less, and so on and so on. And it, they'll be added up, and there'll be like winners sort of voted for by you, um, and that'll be. We'll give those results as we go as well. And if you're into the TV stuff we do, I mean, Cardin and TV awards over the next week or so, uh, we're doing that as well. Same deadline, Friday. Uh, you can get the links on patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month uh, yeah. and get some bonuses and stuff. So look forward to that. Uh, so do that. Uh, you guys on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. Um, I should tell you what's coming next week. No, I can't. There's nothing next week. Never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, just went over this. I was ready to skip over it. I was ready to skip it. Uh, yeah. So that's good. Uh, also, the, for... the amount of times you have actually skipped over that and forgot and just not noticed. I know. I know. I know. Right. I'm aware. I'm aware of this. Uh, also, though, um, on Wednesday, twenty sixth, uh, I'm doing a thing on YouTube where I'll be doing a live show where I can interact with uh, the audience and the chat, um, and it'll, you know everything's kind of it's, it's a kind of a free for all. You know, topic comics, movies, games, TV, whatever. Everything we've already covered is fair game, and some stuff it's not. But um, uh, I'll be talking about the Marvel books I'm catching up on and Black Hammer and stuff. But it's, it's kind of free for the. the for the for the audience to suggest things and ask questions and that sort of thing and that's at 8 p.m uk 3 p.m eastern uh 12 p.m uh pacific on on wednesday Uh, and if it goes well people like it it'll become a regular thing Um, and more likely to be mondays i think uh, after the christmas and new year's obviously monday this coming week is uh, christmas eve uh and new year's eve the following week which is why it's not going to be mondays next week but uh so if you're up for that you want to come and chat um and some, some other people make guests on it uh, later down the line but i'm just trying it out myself first see how it goes uh so you can join me for that so it's on the youtube youtube mail fuzz tv if you're, you're if you normally listen to this on the the audio feed on the podcast feed on itunes or whatever uh go to youtube for, for the live thing but uh so anything else I want to do? Oh yeah, Aquaman. We're doing an Aquaman review. All three of us. Yeah. Uh that'll, yeah. we're doing that tomorrow. It'll be go up sometime late tomorrow night. And it'll be be on our Mail Fuzz movies feed, but it'll also be, as with the last few movies, will also be on the comics of the multiverse feed because it's essentially a special of this as well. Uh and it's obviously relevant to your interests. So you can look forward to that. Yeah. There you go. I, th- I think that's everything. Not, not to plug this week. Uh but yeah. Else. Corey, you had something something else to add. No, 
No, I was just thinking if there was. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, have, have a nice Christmas because this is uh, the last episode before Christmas. Uh, next week's our annual for the best of the best of your stuff, and then uh, we'll see you in January for a hell of a week one where all the usual week four stuff is coming out. Oh Jesus, that's going to be the so, busiest week one of my life. I know. And go get go get uh, stuff in the sales and get some comics for yourself for yeah, Christmas. Just, just spend too much money. Be irresponsible. Yes. Enjoy it. Yes. Yes, spend some of it on our Patreon and then go and spend it on the sales. Yeah, yeah, leftovers on there. Yes. Presents are nice. Presents are nice. Um, all right, that is us. That has been episode 135 of Comics from the Multiverse. We love you loads. Keep reading comic books and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Oh no, another Marvel relaunch. No. <laughs>